everyone. It's time for the Comic Vine Podcast. Woo! Yeah. <laughs> for the week of November 4th, 2011. I am Tony Guerrero. Doctor. Dr. Guerrero. Guerrero. No, that's, that's someone else. <laughs> that, that's not me. Yeah, man. You really screwed it up in that flash book. Push the damn button. That wasn't me. It was, it was Dr. Guerrero. Um, Norman Chan is here. Hello. And Corey. What is up, y'all? You want your last name on the podcast? Yeah, sure. Why not? Pretty much all over the internet anyway. Corey. Schroeder. Corey Haim. It's actually Schrader. But, uh, Corey. Who is the other Corey? Corey Feldman? Feldman, yeah. Haim. Corey, I said Corey Haim. Okay. Yeah. Corey Hart. Corey Hart. Corey Hart. Oh. I wear my sunglasses at also, night. Did he do Never Surrender? Uh, you can know. never surrender. And then Corey Matthews. Of course. Matthews. I thought, I thought this was Corey Matthews. Alright, so um Sarah is out this week, so I hope she is having a wonderful time. Relaxing. Y chromosome cast. Relaxing. It's a dude cast. <laughs> All guys. Oh yeah. So we are going to begin with a comic that caught me off guard. Yeah. I read it in the cab on the way back, and I was like, I think we can spoil it. I mean, it, it's out. People, I mean, it, it's, it's on the yeah, cover. Absolutely. <laughs> Basically. Well, it's not really on the cover. I mean, it was spoiled before it came out. A certain website, I guess, posted the last page. What a Luckily, bunch of jerks. I didn't see that. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't look carefully at that. Yeah. And then um, Marvel held a press release, which we'll talk more about in of the course. news section. So, Fear Itself 7.1 colon Captain America. Is this Captain America, uh, the book Captain America? Is that part of the, this is like this month's Captain America? Or is it say one shot? No, it's no, a fear this itself. Is, this fear itself, seven point one. Oh, 7. so it's just 1. a sep- it's, a, it's just a tie-in. Yeah, Completely they're, they're doing seven point one, seven point two, and seven point three. Got it. Okay. Because fear itself did not have enough epilogues as as it was. There's like eighteen Absolutely. of them or something. Like that. <laughs> it's also a uh, now there's two it's more a series that you don't need to read tie-ins for. <laughs> yeah, no, no, it's, it's true. I mean, there's so many different tie-ins, and I did not read half of them. Okay. And seven point one, Captain America on the cover is. Uh, Captain America holding the body of Bucky Barnes. So finally, uh, Captain America. we get some closure. Because you have been complaining about this for months. He dies in issue three. And so yes. this is like way back, like like July or something like that. Mm-hmm. And then there's like there's really nothing Sin about it. Stabbed him. Yeah, and, and <laughs> with stabbed him heart. with a hammer, which is not an easy thing to do. Right, right. <laughs> Push the hammer through his body. Yeah, basically. And then and, and then in it. the next panel, basically. Steve Rogers wearing well, Captain the America. Next, next, pay, next yeah, right. issue. Right. He's, he's, he's sitting there. He's got the mask. But there was um, like a couple months after. Maybe it was like in August. There was a Secret Avengers where it. I guess it took place like right after that because Steve is out to look for Sin and her men. And so he oh, goes you're talking about Secret Avengers? No, no, no. It was pro- Avengers proper because it was an interview book. Remember? No, 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 no. I'm pretty sure there's a Secret Avengers. This is like before Ellis took over okay, Secret so, okay. Avengers. Right. Before, okay, we're talking about two different things. You're talking about Secret Avengers. Where, where he, he goes in with Black Widow and the, they go to some castle. and Yes. And then it was like there was no – Sin wasn't there. It was kind of a trap. Oh. Yeah. He was angry. Yes. So, so we, we kind of got – I mean it was a <laughs> good And he was issue. still as Cap in that one. He was, he was Commander Rogers. Oh, no, yeah. Commander Rod- and so that was before him putting on – see, the timeline never works. So yeah, that's what that's I mean, what ruined. You still got fear itself. Tie-ins coming out. Right. Fear so yeah, itself is he over. goes to the castle <laughs> with uh, uh, Valkyrie and Natasha. Yeah. And Sin isn't there, but there's all these villains, including Masterman. Yes. And and then after that, he puts on the yeah. old uniform. So so we got a little bit, but it was but, a little too late. And the, and also Captain America number one, the relaunch. He's like, Whoop. 
whatever. Which uh, with uh, Brubaker and um, and uh, Steve McNiven mm-hmm. uh, came out. And he was wearing cap uniform in that. I still say that doesn't take place in like the main timeline. That seems well. Like that's a side cl- story it was clearly me. after <laughs> right. all the well, fear itself I mean, stuff. And we're like we tricked. Built. Like there's a funeral. Is this finally Bucky? They're yeah. gonna do something. No, nope. it's a different it funeral. Was, was it Peggy? Peggy Carter. Yes. Yes, it was, and it was also a weird tie-in with time travel stuff. And there was that Avengers, uh, New Avengers or Avengers book where they're doing the the bio or the history of the Avengers, mm-hmm. the interviews. That's Avengers, right? In Avengers, and it's interviewing Cap. And he says he wants to dedicate the book to Bucky, right? And then at the end of the book, he says, "I don't want to stop this interview. I don't want to do this anymore." And he like leaves. And he leaves. He's, like, upset. And then there's this book, <laughs> so which like is an amazing, amazing, amazing book. Yeah, so, so much so stuff happens. Mess and continuity like, aside, yeah, just what, whatever you got to just let that go. Yeah. So, so not only is this Ed Brubaker, it's Butch Goyce, who is, is awesome, and one of my favorites, favorite. Betty Britweiser. Yep. So mm-hmm. I mean, just the, that two page spread art. is yeah. is just. It's it's phenomenal. I mean, I it's like just... that it channels Jack Kirby on the left, and then oh, yeah, oh sure. yeah. so yeah. much yeah, Jack Kirby when, when, when you show yeah. when, when it shows like Cap being angry, angry Steve Rogers yeah. being angry. It's, it's the way his mouth is like the yeah. cheeks and the way it's yeah, yeah, the whole like the weird yeah. like stretching of the, <laughs> the, the mouth, po- the yeah, polygonal right. you know, grimace. Right. <laughs> should we? I mean, should we? I mean, we're going to spoil it. I think we, we have, have to. to. Should we just go full 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 detail? Absolutely. I mean, a lot of people aren't going to pick it up. Spoiler alert. Right, yeah. For the so, next like so, ten min- uh, ten-ish minutes. <laughs> right. So Steve's preparing the eulogy for for Bucky. You know, he's, yes, he's, it's a great his speech. Best friend. Yeah, he's got all this. Nick Fury comes in. Then it flashes back days ago to right when you know they're they're taking Bucky's body away and and Natasha's there. She's like, you she's do like something? sobbing, yeah, goes, which I have never she, seen she's before. Great yeah, she, she uh, rendition of Natasha. Also yeah. yeah, in this issue, it's nice to see her like kind of get emotional about something because usually she's very stoic and very reserved. It's kind of nice to see her just like cutting loose and just bawling. <laughs> and and then they have a pulse. It's faint. So Nick Fury's so like. So this is when uh, they got Bucky's body on the helicarrier. Yeah. So after like right Sin. after Sin. They're yes. taking him away. He's barely alive. And then <clears throat> Nick's like, let's go to a certain place. And then that means he didn't die. And Cap <laughs> finds out total Jack Kirby when he's like, yeah. you yeah. son of a bitch. <laughs> and then Even the same like tilted head. Yeah. Yeah. yeah totally. Until it looks like a new guy. And, tilted and head. Like, Steve yeah, Rogers Jack versus Kirby Nick Fury. Beaten, oh man! Trying to—I mean, he, he savaging him, him. He's just, you know, shield <laughs> flying, just punching, and and then who walks in? Bucky, Bucky Barnes. What? He is alive. Dressed He's like alive. the Fonz. He's alive. <laughs> hey, so so basically, what it comes down to—they faked his death because—and and it makes sense. Bucky is on the run. He he was supposed to be in a Russian gulag. He broke out. Yeah. Even though he was exonerating the United States, you know he was extradited and all that. So you mm-hmm. know, there's there, it's it's a mis- messy, sticky situation, and they have to do something. I still say put him in in U.S. agent. You know, uh, wear yes. a mask, secret identity. He can do. So Marvel had teased this a while with you know, what, is there more than one? Right. What if there was and more than one? one yes. And then it was and a, it was Captain America six nineteen, and it was a skull, it was a red star, which is the Winter Soldier star. Right. And um, but okay, so well, we'll talk more about right, right. specifics. But later. also in in previous issues, there was a whole conversation with Fury and Cap at that restaurant. Right, he's been trying to get Cap Steve Rogers back as Cap mm-hmm. for a long. Yeah, he time. He wanted to, and, and Cap's like, I, I I'm not a leader. I'm a soldier. I just want to serve. I, I never wanted this. I'll do it. And also, Nick Fury probably wants his old job back. Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> so Bucky's back. Nick Fury got what he wanted. He had an LMD ready the whole time. 
Well, let's not say how they okay. helped Bucky. But well, I, no, that. that's such a big important part. You want to re- reveal that? Too? Oh my God, that was. I think that's that's like the second biggest revelation in this uh, in this book. All right, so he's dying. Experimental. What can they do? And it kind of ties with uh, New Avengers also. Yep. What can they do? Infinity formula. Dun, dun, dun. The, the last, last vial of, of the it's Infinity like, formula. Like, how in this day and age, how can they not replicate it anymore? <laughs> It's like, well, it's like uh, they can't have any super um, swords. Stick it in, yeah. they, they got some like magic computer, analyze it. Here, here's the thing. I'm surprised they did Infinity Formula as opposed to a modern, a new take on the super soldier series. Right. Uh, because they already did Infinity Formula on, uh, on uh, Mockingbird. Mm-hmm. Right. right. That, well, yeah, they, they, they found a secret stash. And now, but the big thing is, this is his last of it. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Fury said he hasn't needed it for decades, but he's going to eventually need it. So maybe, I mean, something's going to happen with Fury down the line. <laughs> Or it'll yeah, make something else. Yeah. Cosmic Cube will rejuvenate. Yeah. Well, the seed is planted, and that's kind of cool. Yeah. So so basically, Bucky is back, and it was in Captain America 619 when he was in the gulag. It was the, the warden guy. It was Bucky. He's starting to remember. He was he actually trained some other other soldiers. So there's, Sleeper the, agents. there's these Spring, others. Spring, fall, others, and summer soldiers. Sleeper agents out there, and he has, like, the information locked in his brain, so he needs a... They tracked him out. So he's going to go in the shadows and go after him, and it's going to be awesome. So we'll talk more about that. Ed Brubaker has done more for Captain America in the last few years than I think almost anyone, like, conceivably yeah. since his yeah. creation. I mean, it's been great. <laughs> and, and you know, Brubaker did comments like, you know, this was the plan from the beginning. He's like, stop le- or stop bothering Matt Fraction. <laughs> and because, and, and, you know, right after it happened, he even, like, you know, Twitter joked. He's like, you know, you jerk or something. You know, thanks right. for killing him. And, so, and, and, you know... I, we all knew Bucky was going to be back. Of course. I mean, there's no way that... Such a that, popular character. That, you know, they, he dies. They bring him back so, you know, such a good job. It's like it was, the retcon that everybody loved. Yeah, I mean, people <laughs> hate when they come back from the dead. And Bucky was one of the sacred, you know, it was like Bucky and Jason Todd. There was even like a trope Uncle that ben. was like, man, that guy is Bucky dead. He is yeah. never coming They're back. They're not supposed to come back, <laughs> but... It happened, and everyone accepted it because it was done so well, and he was so cool. And then you're, you're not going to invest all that time and then just kill him off. Because it know? wasn't like a magical, like, oh, we used the Cosmic Cube to bring Bucky back or something silly like that. Like, it worked in the plot. You didn't actually have to change anything. Yeah. Like everything well, It was that he was alive or he wasn't the whole time. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. And then feeling Infinity Formula stuff gives him, uh, makes him more on par with, you know, superheroes. Right, like, which actually... There's a great quote at the beginning of this that basically like is Steve Rogers saying like everybody always looked up to me but I always looked up to Bucky because he was he's a regular doing, dude yeah he's yeah. doing what I'm doing without the formula right <laughs> next book Amazing Spider-Man 673 epilogue Spider Island epilogue liked it I really enjoyed this was this was I mean Spider Island was was good it it, it to me it felt like it was a little too long. There's yeah. there's way too many tie-ins. I would in actually say it was more that there were too many tie-ins than it was. And too and long. and I think we have most of them here. I haven't yeah. had a chance to read them nope. all. I still and, haven't read the Cloak and Dagger one. Yeah, and that was that was really really good. Uh, Shang Chi was was good, but yeah, I, you know, I like Spider Girl. Haven't read those. And, mm-hmm. So basically, it's it's over. Um, Everybody is Spider Man no more. <laughs> yeah. So the first page was a little too too much humor. Like everyone, <laughs> you know, all of New York turned into giant spiders, and also, now they're human and they're all naked and totally totally uh, brought to light the whole uh, Captain America, Steve Rogers, and, and Clint Barton look exactly the same. There's no <laughs> way it's held different. Who is that? Is that Steve or is it Clint Barton? They're, they're the blonde guys, muscular blonde guys with blue eyes. 
but but like an Aryan but, dream. And see, there's some good points brought up here. Like when they they see Misty Knight, they're like, um, you still have your bionic arm and a headband. Yeah. So did Stefano Caselli like just kind of goof, and then they, they later changed it, and because mm. you know Carly, she's got her glasses too, so it's like that doesn't she, make any sense. Yeah. Maybe she found them. Well, and then they made a joke. I mean, it's a very Dan Slott thing. Oh, you know, Hulk has pants. And yeah, for the last however long. He's right. like, yeah, Hulk's been not losing Being self-aware about comics years. is not new for Dan Slott. Yeah. yeah. I just thought that was... Uh, it's, uh, I mean, you don't do that in Spider-Man. They bring it, this it up, and I haven't brought up these for a while, but uh, they do that in the Futurama commentary. It's a comedic trope called hanging a lantern on it, which is you can't answer a question, so you just point out how absurd it is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so uh, there, there's a lot of setup here. So it, mm-hmm. it, it ends, you know, is the jackal... You know, he supposedly was killed. What's going on? And but was he really Mary killed? Jane, you know, because so the thing with Mary Jane, she was like one of the last ones to get spider power. She was getting pissed off. She's like, come on, what's going on? And finally, she gets powers. And there's like, I think, like, what, three stages, four stages? Three. Three stages? You, yeah, so she was in stage powers, two. You, you mutate into like a humanoid, and then you mutate into like a, like a humanoid spider, and then you mutate into a full blown yeah, spider. So, so she was late, and finally she got her, her powers, and then. Because of exposure to prior spider powers. Oh, quality time. So she developed. (laughs) So then the other thing: Will she keep the the powers? Can she keep the powers, or is she going to mutate if if she doesn't get the cure? And so, obviously, that is answered in here. Um, That was cool. Um, Kane, we saw, was sort of cured of his his scars and all that stuff. So he's here. He, you know, he he died back in the Grim Hunt, and you know, so he's kind of a good guy, even though he's killed. So. I think everyone is everyone's aware Kane is going to be the new Scarlet Spider, and he's got yeah. those uh, the weird uh, spider claws that Spider Man had for like a little little while. Yeah, and because <laughs> when, when when they announced Scarlet Spider, I think the description like you know he's going to be on the run. He's headed down towards either New Mexico or you know somewhere like that. So why is he on the run? Well, if, if we're talking Kane, you know Kane is a killer. He's you know he's probably wanted. Well, he did kill the Spider Queen. That's got to win him some. Accolades. Yeah, but but he's according to this, he's not the hero. I guess not. One uh, thing that, that got me is how everyone's hair is like perfect, you know, perfectly like even neat Reed Richards, like he got it, you know, hairstyles can't come in, and everyone's like, ah, uh, that's just an art thing. I mean, yeah. you look at like Francis's art; all hair is perfect. But I, I do, I do I like art, Stefano's I really, art. I was gonna say I really like Stefano Caselli. He might be my favorite current artist. Yeah, I mean, what? I really like his art. I like really? him. Really, really like it. I think he does facial expressions better than almost anyone else. Mm. Oh, a little over muscular, I think. Oh, it's a comic book, man. It's very detailed art. <laughs> True. I, I loved him in like Hack and Slash. I, I, I loved him in uh, Mar- Marcos Martin. Mm. Martin. Okay, fair mm-hmm. enough. C- current favorite artist. I really New like artist. Caselli. Whenever Love Caselli comes artist. up, I will at least take a look at the book. <laughs> oh I, no, I take it back. Sarah Pacelli, I think. <laughs> your all time favorite. <laughs> No, no, current favorite, new, or new, like, you know. I was going to say, yeah, he's not my all-time favorite, yeah. but he's, he's yeah. my favorite current. <laughs> Let's go on a tangent and talk about favorite artists. Oh, boy. Like, That's like, a conversation. Talk about, like, different eras, right? Because, I mean, artists, even though they are getting popular books now, they've been around for a long time. So when you talk about, like, favorite artists, artists that have books, are on big books now, so past, like, two years, who's your favorite artist? There's this, this new guy, I think he's doing, not Captain America, he's doing something... Avengers ish. His name's Alan Davis. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh. He's new, or isn't he? Um, I really like Paco Medina. I actually think he's kind of an unsung artist. What, what did he do? Um, boy, he did League of Losers in Marvel Team Up. Mm. Um, I know he did something 
really recently. He did one of the X Men books recently. Think, he has like he has this it was, very it was just just X Men, the Victor yeah. Gishler. He does this very he has this very cartoonish, very round look to a lot of his characters. Mm. Um, but yeah, I, I actually really like him because my favorite uh, guy who's actually gotten a lot more attention recently, but went through a very much downtime was a uh, Dark Hawk, and he drew him really really cool <laughs> in uh, League of Losers. Um. But yeah, you're looking up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, there it is. <laughs> yeah. Could... So, Amazing Spider-Man. Yeah. Who's yours, Norm? We're, we're talking oh, about this. Um, Are we still talking about uh, that? Yeah, why not? Well, let's get, let's get I, one I, more I, name I, out I'm there. I'm going to say Sarah Pacelli. Okay. Maybe doing Ultimate Spider-Man. What a, um, yeah. The colorist. Uh, remember, I always go back to that arc with um, Black Cat. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. In Ultimate Spider-Man uh, with, uh, what was it? Cosmic Cube, or what was that? The one that no, she stole. It was uh, it, it was so powerful, it destroyed basically the city. Mm-hmm. Um, but that art, I, th- I think uh, the colors were too. The colors, yeah. the colors were. Amazing. I mean, it was a combination yes. of both. Yes. Yeah. So it I mean, look almost like Adam Hughes' art, but interiors, which he doesn't do. Yeah. yeah. And well, that's the thing. Um, in, in Ultimate Spider-Man, I, I think she's she does an excellent job just drawing all the different ethnicities in oh, in yeah, models. I mean. Yeah. Because you know, a lot of times, you know, it, even if you if you look here, if you you know, we see all these people, you know, in, yeah. in New York who who are spiders, and and who are all the unnamed people? They're all white guys. <laughs> well, it's it's also like in the Ultimates line, you do get art that's more like less super bulky people and just people who look kind of normal mm-hmm. yeah. overall. Um, I think I'm. Getting a little tired of McNiven's art, I want to say. Just a little bit. I absolutely loved him in Civil War. Even before then, uh, uh, Marvel Knights 4 is when I kind of discovered him. Right? Mm -hmm. And most people discovered And it was like, wow. Like, that's Sue Storm. And that (laughs) art looked amazing. But I think the panels, like, I think his art is, if he had better panel construction or, like, a bigger format book, his art needs more space. His, His other problem is that he... He winds up either delaying so much or rushing, and like mm. he's been rushing a lot more lately because I think he doesn't want to get that reputation as the guy who takes three months to put out one issue. Right. But yeah, so he and his art does not look good when it's rushed, like sadly. Like, like Old Man Logan. <laughs> yeah, a lot of that was a lot of Civil War later on. You could tell. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I, I think Stuart Immonen is yeah amazing. Yeah, you, like he, him I mean, I, he's, he's been I, my favorite since uh, Secret Identity when he did his like. Painterly style. He did Superman's Secret Identity with Kurt Music. Oh, that was that was I, him. I really he caught my eye on a Next Wave. Next, exactly. He went from hate. that to Next Wave, and then he did, did a bit on Ultimate Spider-Man. Yeah, which was um, great. And then from that, of course, he got Avengers. Yeah, because um, basically, if you work with Bendis, you get Avengers eventually. Right. Uh, <laughs> Eighteen. Books. Olivier uh, Coipel. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about b- bigger names now, mm-hmm. obviously, uh, with yeah. Thor. But where was it? His Corpals first big amazing. oh, House of M. Yeah, was when he got oh, his yeah, first yeah. Breakout. yeah, that was like, real good. Um, and then we're talking about uh, Lennel Yu, obviously. Yeah, with great. Secret Invasion. I mean, talking about people who have like who got their chance to do a big Marvel event book, right? All the guys I named did a Marvel event book, yep. but before then they were kind of lesser known. And Lennel Yu actually did like X Men way back. <laughs> mm-hmm. I like that when Lennel Yu, whenever one of like whenever all of his characters are about to fight, their pupils go white or their their eyes go completely white. He's I don't know why, but it's like it, a lot of like circles around. Yeah, it, it just looks like yeah. they're battle ready now. Their pupils are all white. Yes. They look badass. Tony, <laughs> seriously, who's your favorite like new? Oh, like, I, this generation. I, 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 I don't know. I mean, I, I was thinking, you know, Greg Capullo has has come a long way, and mm-hmm. you know, now in Batman, he's yeah. It's just very. It's it's like that that what I was talking like Will Conrad in in X Men this mm-hmm. issue. Um, it's like it's. 
I don't know how to. It's like very crisp because like you, the whole thing you got like the Jim Lee art yeah. is super detailed, super right. heroic. You, you have know, Jim poses. Lee and then the people who kind of like rip off of Jim Lee. I'm gonna say <laughs> so, it's, it's so. Tony Salvador Daniel. So I, I I I say <laughs> that like the art is it's. I don't, see, I don't I don't even know how you describe Jim Lee's art. I mean, it's it's very. What's well, '90s? Yeah. So I mean, like he's, everyone he's, is buff. Like even Jim Gordon. Is and like and, and there, there's like guy. all this like detail. <laughs> you know, it's like it's like superhero detail. It's not like um. Like like Jeff Darrow, who just like or Art Adams is like just crazy, insane detail. But you get, I mean, there, there's like a certain level to it. I think um, few people do the illusion of movement better than Clayton Crane. I think actually, you know who did the best illusion of movement, and, and we'll, we'll talk about underrated artists. Uh, Damien Scott. Why do I know that name? But I can't. He did Batgirl. Eric oh, Lee. okay, yeah. He did him because <laughs> uh, it was very round faces and <laughs> stuff, and he did a lot of like hip hop art afterward. Yeah. Love Damien Scott's Batgirl. Yeah, Clayton Crane. Apparently, more di- divisive than I thought. I've like seen a lot of people hating on him, but I I, I wasn't a fan Clayton in beginning when, on X Force. I didn't like it. So much. I, it was. I thought it suited the tone perfectly. Like I, the I think dark, it was like spindly. I mean, because well, the thing with X Force, the, the current X Force f- artist is that. Oh man. Oh, because there were two artists. One did covers and went interiors, mm-hmm. and then the right. covers guy did the interiors for the more recent yeah. ones. Yeah. We're not it talking about Akuna, but um, oh, I forget his name. Shoot, so good. Really about mm-hmm. this yeah, he's, he's, yes. he or she is doing amazing yes, he, work. Yeah. But with with the the, the previous X Force, because it, it you had Clayton Crane and you had Mike Choi. You're talking about before Sex and Violence. Yes. Yeah. yeah. The first. Arc. So so I mean Clayton Crane, it, it's almost like not not necessarily messy, but like sometimes it had to be messy. You know, like, the characters are like like out of proportion, like they're a little like too skinny. Yeah. yeah. You know, just like weird. But then, you know, it was throughout X Force I started liking it and then like Necrotia, that's where I, I yeah, really started. It's like the ropey like yeah, gore. Yeah. When yeah. like someone gets and, decapitated, and, it's like the and muscle then is still connected. It's disgusting. He but did it's the perfect for X Force. Carnage miniseries and he's yeah. the, or next month is uh, the we, next He kinda of broke into it on a, that Garth Ennis Ghost Rider from several years ago. That that limited series before Ghost Rider came back. Mm-hmm. Was I think To Hell and Back, was that what it was called? Mm-hmm. I don't Something know. Something like that. Um, I'm trying to think who else I like. Um, Gabriel Hardman, I like. Um, he did this week's uh, Betrayal of the Planet of the Apes, and I'm trying to think he did. Um, I think he did some Hulk, like um, in the the 20s, like right after the yeah. Jeff Loeb issues. Oh, he yeah. did a lot of those. Oh, it's my Rags comics. Morales. So many, I mean, oh Rags. Oh, oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Are you talking about something that's different? Crisis, yeah. Right. It's a little bit different. It, it almost almost like a George a George Perez. Mm-hmm. Uh, how that's different. Not what you expect. That art. Oh, you know, I'm, I'm not thinking. I say George Perez. I am actually thinking of. Um, did, what was the last thing Rags did? He, oh, he okay. Action so comics, but before identity that, crisis. Identity crisis. Yeah. yeah so his identity great. crisis also. <laughs> right. Just like he does faces and musculature better than a lot of people out there. Like especially that musculature. <laughs> that's a book that's missing. Is Action Comics. Oh, okay. Action Comics. Yeah, we should probably oh. talk about that. Yeah, let's go back to comics. So okay. Yeah. Um, okay. So basically, Spider Man. We, we pretty much talked about that. The other big thing is. Someone finds out his secret identity. Yep. So that's long time coming. Um, oh, that's a big deal. It's, it's opening. Yeah. yeah, it's a big the, deal. The, the, what that means with the spell and one exactly. more day, and so it's it's Spider Man's got some things to worry. Let's about. just say there's probably a reason that there's going to be a young hip Spider Man <laughs> elsewhere. <laughs> yeah. So um, action comics number three. Okay. So we we got to see some of Krypton. You know, I'm actually going to go out on a limb and say this was the weakest issue. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Far. I think okay. we all agree that. Yeah, okay. yeah. Excellent. I, I, I gave it a four. I gave it the first two a five. Yeah. yeah, it was. Um, part of it is, you know, um, so so Rags did the art, but also Gene Ha did some. So it was like the yeah. two of them, and I like Gene Ha. It just, <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, they're both good, but it just 
it, it like the, the Krypton scenes just something felt off about it. Like it didn't feel like it was action comics. And Here, like we're we're seeing one of the old Grant Morrison weaknesses, which is that he has stories that are too big for twenty two pages, and so there are some transitions in this issue that are sloppy. And like between panels, it's like Superman goes from like this mob scene of like people being really mad at him for certain well, reasons. Well, so much is happening. It's almost like a, a montage. Right. To like weeping over his parents' photo in literally one panel. Right. Like there is no transition. Yeah. There is no nothing. And, you get, you, like, and, stuff and that's just supposed happens. to be the theme of this issue is that <laughs> people are realizing he's an alien right. and are afraid of him. And it's nothing new. I mean, we're, we're trying to expect little come to expect new interesting things from Grant Morrison. But we we never really we saw it. I mean, people pe- birthright. But yeah, but that's just birthright. But in in, in a regular in a regular series, yeah. you you never really had <laughs> you know, it's like Superman, you know, like even if you go back to like John Burns thing, you know, Superman comes in, he saves that plane and then right. Lois Lane's like, "Oh, never loves him." You know, and and yeah. that was it. So it's like you never really saw the fact that He's an alien, and people should be freaking out. It works it. conceptually. It just feels like this issue should have been two issues. Well, the the biggest complaint about that is it's a three ninety nine book, and it's so short. And yeah. and uh, you got the commentary stuff in it again at the back of this one. Not as good as last issue's commentary. The only thing that was interesting in a commentary, and I guess I'll spoil it, <laughs> was they they reference um, the opening scene in Superman number one when you know Hulk's or Hulk. Hulk. <laughs> uh, Superman, you know, he's floating, you know, he's watching the destruction of Daily Planet and all that stuff like that. And because what it was is it's actually his his apartment building oh, is getting torn down, too. So there might be some nostalgia there. It's like, oh, you know, that's where I was living. And, you know, what happened to all of my friends or neighbors and landlady. And yeah. so you, that makes a little more sense why he was kind of, you know, bummed out when he was just floating up there. But yeah, so there's stuff with Krypton and. We've seen so many different interpretations of Krypton. You know, they're cold, they're loving, they're just pure science and, you know, wrapped up in head to toe in their weird clothing. So we finally figure out what type of Kryptonians we have. Right. There's more on the destruction of the planet because, you know, there's been different well, there's things. there's some on it, but it's actually more about one particular city on the planet, yeah. shall we say. Yeah. So, so we, <laughs> we get all that. Um, what else do we have? Um, what is your favorite visual interpretation of Krypton? Boy, with the tangents. I, hey, yeah, it's a little bit of a tested. It's a whiskey media podcast. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what um, is your favorite? Kind of okay, when about. we recap, um, we talked about John Burns' interpretation, which was the fluffy, like, gr- like togas almost. Like, was that that the complete headgear? Like, head gear, yeah, they only show their face, and they had the curly white, like, like cotton on the side almost, uh, which they a, they use that for a long time. Mm-hmm. For the man who has everything. The uh, Alan Moore Black Mercy mm. story when uh, you actually get to see Kal El on Krypton. <laughs> yeah, that's. Not I bad. really liked that one because you actually got to see like some of the politics of Krypton, and it, I really liked that. I thought it was because I I love fictional politics because I kind of hate real politics because it makes me depressed. So Birthright <laughs> had that was I think from John Byrne it lasted all the way until Birthright because yeah. that was supposed to be the, the last reboot before the. The reboot soon after, right. not this one, but the one that um, but yeah, I, did. I don't actually know the John Byrne one. So is that based on the is the the Black Mercy one based on the John Byrne? No, one? it's different. Oh, okay. completely different. Come, then great. Then that is my. I will yes. put my foot down and say that is my favorite. All right, here's a tangent and a tangent. Awesome. Okay, going deeper. There's um supposedly <laughs> rumored. Um, I think it was Jim Shooter. Because okay, in the early '80s, there was talk that DC was considering licensing out Superman to Marvel. 
Because like, I don't what? That would have been bonkers. I, I, I don't know if it was a matter of they needed the money, the sales weren't great or whatever. So supposedly <laughs> this was going to happen. And supposedly, I think John Byrne actually, I can't remember if he refuted it or if he just like, I, he, he made a pitch supposedly. Again, it's all supposed mm-hmm. assumptions and you know, hearsay. And, you know, he, I, there was word that he didn't get paid for this, so he wasn't happy. But uh, <laughs> what, what, the way, what the, the story, the way it goes is Lara was actually pregnant in the ship, comes to Earth, gives birth on Earth. Interesting. So it was, it was a little different. So, you know, instead of just Kal-El yeah. going, it was going to be the two of yeah. them. And you know she dies there, that and then, been a really different dynamic. But then I guess if it would have been in the Marvel universe, I have no yeah. idea. I had rumors that Marvel was actually going to try to buy Superman once the rights. I mean, like, maybe this was like, recently, recently, because you know they're owned by oh, Disney yeah, yeah, now. Yeah, Disney's yeah. got money. Exactly. Disney's got Superman buying money. That would just be insane. <laughs> yeah, like having Superman in the Marvel universe. Can you even imagine that? <laughs> Although I guess it's kind of like when Majestic first came over. It's just like. You know that that was weird when he's in action comics and he's like, "Oh, you're from the Wildstorm universe," and it's just totally, yeah, it was it was weird. Majestic, that was great. Well, Superman was off Earth at the time. Yeah, and so he needed someone. Love the Majestic crossover. Majestic was a great character, and uh, sorry, the, his arc went the way it went when uh, when, uh, when uh, what's his name the the, uh, the team the two writers oh they wrote it. Who am I th- talking about? Uh, don't remember. Oh my goodness! The Majestic had an ongoing series before yeah, I, I before it. Wildstorm reboot itself, mm-hmm. and it's gone. Okay, doesn't matter now because it's, it's really it's, good. It's... Landing, landing, Abbott landing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then so going back to portrayals of Krypton, yep. we go backwards now. <laughs> yes. Okay. Um, so then we we also had the Jeff Johns version. Yeah. So uh, Birthright was uh, where they had more of the symbols. Um, this like the the S was a family crest mm-hmm. and. The, the, it was really like, interesting, and that was um, Leno Yu did the art for that. And then Jeff Johns had his interpretation, and that was more back to the uh, that was Superman, I think, five hundred. They had the it was an anniversary issue, a sh- oversized issue where they had that. I don't remember. Um, I don't, yeah, I'm but it was today. back to the golden headbands or mm-hmm. the golden circles and the headbands and stuff like that. Um, and then obviously with this reboot, it's a different. Yeah, I don't know which is my favorite. Um. My favorite's the John Byrne one. I would say maybe that because that's yeah. like when I first started reading. And that lasted all the way to like when he re- rebuilt Krypton in DC One Million. Yeah. <laughs> right. So then, extra comics. Anything else? Um, uh, we did have oh, a Metallo. We, uh, yeah, okay. So slightly different yes. origin. We have yes. an origin story of which Metallo. is cool. <laughs> I like it. So we'll have to see. And it is revealed who Luther was communicating with in the end issue two. Mm-hmm. Not a big surprise. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> not a huge surprise at all, really. And then also this week we had Uncanny X Men number one, um, the first Uncanny X Men issue ever. <laughs> yeah, you such a big deal that they, they <laughs> yeah, ended that Uncanny final X-Men issue really. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So not e- like it's less than a month. It was just like a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Or like so, you didn't read this, right, Norm? I did not. Read okay, it. I did. Um, <laughs> so. Not as good as Wolverine and the X-Men, number one. I, I really love that. Um, Uncanny. So basically, Cyclops on, on Utopia, and his whole thing is, you know, we, we're fighting for survival. You know, I can't walk down the street without someone wanting to kill me. And, you know, I, I, I kind of took that as, like, regular people because, you know, people are afraid of mutants. So what does he do? He forms a new squad, basically his team, calls them the Extinction Squad. 
Fortunately, without an X at the beginning, which yeah. is weird. So, but you think. so it's like, and and his 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 goal is he wants to show or prove to the world he wants to make <laughs> them realize that they are Earth's greatest heroes. So it's like, screw you, Avengers. Yeah, it's all about the mightiest heroes. Mightiest he, he heroes. actually says that at one point. He's yeah, like, yeah, yeah, screw exactly. the Avengers. I'll handle this. Yeah. So <laughs> his his he, norm. You're rolling your eyes. He he wants to prove <laughs> and, that they're heroes. He, they're calling themselves Extinction Team. The some of the members on there, like Magneto's on there, Namor's on there, the crazy ju- or juggernaut Colossus. So it's like, yeah, you're gonna win people's you know affection yeah. with this, and it's like, it's hearts and minds. So it, it's, well, it's I mean, still they're, a force. they're sort of like the the squad that you call in when everything else has gone wrong. So I mean, to be fair, they're not but, like but meant not to not X Force. Well, no, well, Cobra Cyclops doesn't know about X Force. Okay. To be fair, yeah, true. <laughs> the, but the interesting thing, so Cyclops is like, if they hate us. They need to also be afraid of us. Right. But it's like, wait, dude, you want people to like you as heroes. <laughs> people hate you because you're mutants and because they're, they're prejudiced. Right. So you're, you want them to like you, but you want them to be scared of you. People hate you because they fear you. Yeah, <laughs> like, so it's like so. somewhat backwards. But so it's going to be interesting. He made the interesting logical point, which is like, until we can win them over, we need them to stop attacking us. <laughs> yeah, which is true. So, which yeah, it's like they are getting like their compound blown up every other month. <laughs> and then we got Mister Sinister; he's back, which um, is awesome. Pretty deadly in the beginning. Yeah, he's, he he's not very nice. And then I've always kind of liked Mister Sinister. I've always had a soft spot in my heart for him. Yeah, and uh, supposedly so, just not the ultimate version. <laughs> no, did you did you guys stairs? Yeah, and that was Choke he was yourself. he was he was just like some crazy dude, right? He wasn't yeah. even he could mind control people, but he was just it turned out he was just like some like drug addict or something. You know, yeah. like, I forget what it was. But uh, did you guys read X Men: The End? There was there no. was like like eight or like four different series. I I lost track of. Yeah. Anyways, in X Men: The End, which is supposed to be you know later on, everything the they're, they're all X-Men. older and everything, and it's, I think like it's like you know a lot of them have like almost teenage kids and stuff like that. But it was revealed in X-Men The End, and these were written by Chris Claremont, that um, Mr. Sinister had a son. Oh. Sinister Jr. You guys don't, don't know? <laughs> don't know what See, I so, so I So I'm curious if there hasn't been more on this. His son was, who else has red eyes besides Cyclops in the X-Men universe? Team. Oh, boy. Uh, Nightcrawler. And has a, has a tie to, Nightcrawler has, doesn't have red eyes. Who has a, a, oh, a tie? Gambit. Tie. Yep. Oh. Gambit was was Mr. Sinister's son. <gasps> it, 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 if I remember correctly, because like I said, I lost. I got backed up, and then there was like like three different the end volumes. It's like why not make it like a maxi series? Or, yeah. And I'm pretty sure that that was the revelation there. But it's like I don't remember ever seeing anything about it like in current comics and. You know, it, it it could be if if that's the case, Gambit probably just doesn't know. I mean, a lot of the end stuff has proved to be non-canonical. Like Wolverine, yeah. the end has yeah. Sabretooth in it. Punisher, the end. Well, Sabretooth's yeah. coming back. Is he? So, uh, I remember hearing something somewhere that he's some, so even though his head's chopped off, he's yeah, that's everyone, not everyone, necessary. Everyone comes back. I know, but come on, like Sabretooth was. I'm surprised he's been dead all this, this <sighs> time. He was mentioned um, in the issue we're going to talk about next. <laughs> that's because she doesn't know. Yeah, yeah. Can't keep track of this. So. Um, yeah, I, and, and you know Gambit's always had a, a tie to Sinister. You know he was the one that broke through the defenses. You know with the mutant massacre and killing the Mor- Morlocks, and you know so I don't know if that's the case. Hmm. But suppose okay, so that's what I was trying to get at. Um, Kieran Gillen is I guess going to give us like the definitive story of Mister Sinister in this arc. You know I, I thought we knew pretty much everything about him, but there's supposed to be a lot. You knew that he fought Dracula at one point. <laughs> yeah, the ending of the issue was very reminiscent of a Doctor Who episode. 
Yes. But uh, what Rich Johnson said when he went out drinking with Kieran at a pub or something like that, that Kieran had not seen that episode of Doctor Who, so it was purely <laughs> coincidental. It's or, the kind of thing that Sinister would do. Like, he's arrogant enough to, to do something like this. And we won't tell you what. You yeah. have to read the issue. So, so yeah, it was, it was a good issue. Not as great as, as Wolverine and the X-Men, which yeah. I was surprised by that. It was more serious, that, that is for sure. Yeah. I talked and, about, uh, yes, you and, weren't here and, last week. I didn't like Wolverine X-Men as much as you did. Hmm. I thought it was fun, not, not what I was expecting. That, that's, was, that, that's what I like. I mean, it, I, I thought it was like, oh, we got the school, we got the, the, the little, at the little end, annoying and, kids, and, uh, and, you know, oh, I'm not going to re- re- like, respect they, they my teacher, joke, I'm a punk teenager. They reused the same joke over and over again. <laughs> I like the danger room. It was very sitcom-ish, and I'm kind of yeah. glad that they're not, like... But that that's the thing. It's like Wolverine running a school. It's like he's, like, this savage killer guy, and he's going to be with kids, and... But they didn't have that. They just had him being, looking uncomfortable. Well, that's the thing. He, of course he'd be uncomfortable. He he doesn't want to be a leader. You know, even though he's led X-Force, that's even a different thing. it keeps thing. happening, he doesn't want to be a leader. But, I mean, there there was a point, like, in... Uh, I think it was around Secret Wars 2, where, you know... Because Storm was always like, you know, you you have to lead. And he's like, no. He's like, N- you know, Nightcrawler can lead. And there was a point he even had Kitty Pride lead the team, and he was like calling <laughs> her boss. And she was like, kind of like, you know, when she was Shadowcat. So it's like he doesn't want to be a leader. He'll he wants to be a soldier. You know, and same thing with Cyclops. Like, and we saw in the beginning a schism. You know, he he'll do whatever he respect. He hates Cyclops, but he respects respected him as a leader, and, and he'll do whatever he says. So he doesn't want to be leading, and I think that's fair enough. I mean, no, no, I liked the issue. I was, I was a fan, but it, it did get a little sitcomish for my tastes. Which is fine. Something Got different. I mean, like, we burr, have burr, burr. we have so many different X Men books. <laughs> why should they be all the same? And yeah, let's, no, that's very true. And Wolverine, that's a, so many Wolverine books. That's yeah, a very exactly. True. So let, let's let's yeah, let's make fair. it a little fun. That is I mean, a fair as long point. as they can keep it up without going too overboard, or you know, yeah. So there was that. Um, Emma Frost. It's like <laughs> seriously, she's like reverting back to her, you know, white. Queen, nah. little boy shorts. Like, <laughs> I mean, she at least she was wearing pants for a while. You know, she's yeah. always wearing a revealing top. But it's what 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 got me in the issue is right before Cyclops goes in to talk to his team, she's out in the hallway. You know, she's wearing the boy shorts, the little right. little tiny things, and her top goes up to her neck. Yeah, you know, so so none none of the you know <laughs> cleavage showing. But then <sighs> the next Excuse page you're in there, and when she comes in, she's got a new top on. <laughs> which is more and that's yeah, what she that's wears the rest she, of the issue so it's like oh may, maybe she, it's because she's like oh Namor's gonna be there so I'm well gonna, it does I'm seem gonna, to be hinting gonna, at that yeah, whole and the, the things to come occurrence so, and Cyclops and Storm which is gonna be really awkward I, I don't know but I don't know where that Black astonishing comes a calling. fits in <laughs> yeah. because Storm has a mohawk on that I, right. I don't know if that issue came out yet I don't think it did so I, I don't know what's going on but yes yeah, so there's Uncanny X-Men uh, Moon Knight number seven yeah. And so last <laughs> issue, it was revealed who the kingpin was, but well, I don't you think saw that. You, you saw, saw it's like, yeah, he's he didn't he's there himself. doing stuff. So it's like, who? I mean, I I've grown to appreciate um, Alex Maleev more because I used to really not like his stuff. What? Yes, I did not like his stuff. <laughs> How? Like Echo to the, the Daredevil story. I was like, you, well, that wasn't Maleev. Oh no, no, yeah, that's right. That was Mac. Yeah, yeah, Stephen Mac. Anyway, so there was. Cause I think Maleev did tends when to be he did the Daredevil. It was after that. Well, Maleev. Like Alex Ross uses right. models, physical but, models. But you can tell. <laughs> but it, okay, like Alex so Ross. It, it, this uh, style aside, like actual drawing and the lines. The way I love his drawn. detail. I love his line work. And I actually think right. he's gotten a lot better. So don't get me wrong. I That's what I'm that. saying. It's like he's, I used to not like it. I thought it was just like kind of messy. It's like you couldn't really. There wasn't detail, and that that was his I style. I love the poses, and I love the reusing of the same like 
poses uh, in between panels. I thought you hated that. No, but he's actually redrawing it. Mm. Like in that, that FF issue. See, it's, it's, it's like the camera angle. It's, it's very cinematic. I don't know. I just always thought like they look like people, like instead of super people. That's, in, that's in, fine. Like and you know, for Daredevil, that works really well. Mm. For Moon Knight, maybe not so much. I didn't dislike it at any point in Daredevil, but there were like times where I was like, eh. Yeah. <laughs> but in this, I've actually I'm, really I'm, liked I'm everything growing. he's done here so I'm far. Growing, yeah. And like, if you look at the last page where the cover of the next issue and it's just Moon Knight jumping. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, that's very cool. So awesome. Yeah, see, that, that's, that's great for a cover. But when you got like It's action, like when you have a dude in a cape, you know, in tights running around and jumping, <laughs> that's, you, you get a sense of that's how he would be. It's not like Spider-Man swinging. It's like no one poses. How does Spider-Man pose like that when he swings? It doesn't work <laughs> like that. You should try it. Subscriber video. <laughs> Everyone in the office. Though. We already had you swinging a sword around oh. in another video. Swinging webs. So, um, so we, we saw who the kingpin was, but of LA. Be, because of yeah of L.A. because of Malieve's art, mm-hmm. you couldn't really tell specifically. Well, it's not who, like this is a super well known character. Yeah, <laughs> and, we, and, right. and we won't reveal that. But when I saw, it, I'm like, is this someone? I was like, who the heck is this? I was like, I, I have no idea because they don't. Yeah, powerful. which kind of happens at the end of. Uh, JLI, which we'll get to, but so it's like here's a big revelation. Who is it? You know, they, they, full, full full on appearance. You know, nothing's held back, but except for the name. So right. we, we find out who it is, and um, yeah, Moon Knight's kind of got his his hands full. Yeah. So, and but this is also the end of the arc. Is it? It ends with end I, I guess. Yeah, because yeah. Although not all the threads are resolved. No, no, no. But, but by far. But they also um address. About his being crazy. Yep. What, uh, that's been the theme of this book. Yeah, I don't. I don't really like that. He's not crazy. He's I, not I, crazy I, to the me. The front, uh, the first couple issues of the book were better than the last couple issues. Yeah, I'll agree yeah. with that. But I, I yeah. like this one though. Yeah, I, I, I kind of only glanced through it, but I liked what I saw. I would say it was a four if I reviewed it. Yeah, and yeah, I did I'll not agree. Get Definitely. X twenty three, number sixteen, Marjorie Lou, Phil Noto. I should have been following this more closely because I found this issue very entertaining but very baffling, which is kind of how I find all the Fantastic Four stuff recently. So basically what, what has happened is um, Laura, X-23, she had this symbol on her hand, and, and you know, throughout she wanted to talk to this kid because you know, she killed his parents and she wanted to right. apologize and all this stuff. And then she gets with the symbol, she has this dream, and then you know, Spider-Man had the dream too, so then she gets pulled into the FF, and then there's a spirit, and there's a Captain Universe stuff because she, Spider-Man, and... And Sue, Invisible Woman, they all were had the power of Captain Universe before, and so there's this big demon thing trying to come out. So <laughs> Valeria is possessed. Can they save her? What's going to happen? And so, what do you guys um think of of the art? It's hit or miss <laughs> for me. I mean, I I, I like Phil I'm Phil like Noto. He's great mm-hmm. faces. Yeah, innocent faces. I mean, yeah, because yeah. like you you look at like Sue and. Draws you know, really good children, I'll say. Because, like, you know, she's, you, you just look, look on her face, just the expression. The only, the only thing that I thought was, is, like, the, the, the color to skin. It's, it's almost yeah. a little, little too orange, because I, I, I think Phil, I'm pretty sure he does the colors, too. So, but. Stuff is a little wrinkly. Like, be it faces or clothing, it's like, there are times when it's a little bit wrinkly for my taste. So I like, um, I don't think, he, I think someone else is doing the art after this. I think he was, he was just on for this arc, so. Mm. That's going to kind of be a bummer. Um, let's see. Does it say? It doesn't say who's going to be next. So um, it ends that storyline. 
Um, the interesting thing, I don't know if we ever talked about, because um, we know she's not going to go to Wolverine school. And why is that? Why wouldn't she go there? Doesn't it make sense? She's too violent. Uh, yeah, yeah, Wolverine, it's like, of anyone he would want to go in that school, it would be her. So I, I talked to Christos Gage at Long Beach, and we can talk about Long Beach later. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, we're going to do, uh, we'll do like a, like an official interview like later but one of the things i asked him about that and he i'm pretty sure this is okay to to mention um (laughs) uh basically and and what makes sense is she kind of wouldn't want to go to the school because what happened last time she was around those kids remember like all the they didn't really like her the the new x-men you know she she had like a relationship with with hellion but the other ones they they were kind of scared of her in some way and they didn't really like her so she's kind of a murder machine yeah so (laughs) it it, it would there was you know they were scared of her so it makes sense why would she want to go back to you know if you look back now would you want to go back to high school no probably not (laughs) you know know, regardless you know where what social status you had in high school no one wants to go back she already has control of her powers there's really no reason for her to go to a school but she does um she does need the just to be a kid. And, yeah. And that, that's one thing that, that's mentioned this issue is, you know, she, she like forgets about that. And that would be, you know, that's why Wolverine kicked her out of X-Force. And, you know, she doesn't know how to be a kid and being around other kids. It's interesting, though, because I think in an issue of X-Force, she actually said, like, what if I don't want to be a kid? Like, don't force this on me just because you think it's right. <laughs> and well, I thought that was interesting. And I was kind of like, you know what? Yeah. Like, she's got all these people telling her what's best for her. But how is that any different from how her life was before? Well, she's not going with the Future Foundation. Well, yeah. You know, she's been, she wouldn't fit been, in there. been chummy <laughs> with them. She's going to be going to the Avengers Academy. Oh. <laughs> that I could see. And that, which is why I brought up Crystal Cage. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I didn't really make that. Um, so, yeah, so Avengers Academy came out this week. And what happened last week, <laughs> it was like two, two weeks in a row. Last week, they, they tied up everything um, you know, fear itself's over. Um, Bale was going to quit. Um, Justice is quitting. Speedball comes back. He's quitting. So it's like, <laughs> what's going on? And, you know, they basically, Hank and Tigra, Hank takes her, they go to the old West Coast Avengers mansion because they still have it. It hasn't been used. Mm-hmm. They're like, let's put the Academy here. Kind of like a fresh start yeah. like that. Um, cool. The, the, and they open the doors to other superpowered kids. So the original Avengers Academy, the core, the, the five or whatever, they're like all pissed off. Like, you know, what, we, we messed up. You're going to kick us out, you know, bringing all these replacements. So there's all this like anger, stuff like that. But then they're like, like no, you guys are going to kind of be like mentors to some of these other ones. And so you got all that. And um, uh, I'm trying to, I'm, I'm, I read both issues back to back. So I'm trying, there's a certain Avenger that decides to step up and he's going to, become like a, a, a full should I spoil it? <laughs> sure. Hawkeye is going to oh! be part of the Avengers because there is one kid's like just like in Captain America's face like blah 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 and, and Hawkeye's Avengers like Avengers Academy Avengers Academy so no but yeah so when Hawkeye was you know when he first came on he got in Captain America's face so he was like it's kind of like like karma type of thing so he's like I used to be like that yeah. so now it's time for me to, totally to makes sense so cool. he's, he's going to be part be a great of teacher. Where's where is Hank Pym right now? He's 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 giant he's man. He's okay. he's still at the school. He okay. you know he's all like oh, like oh I messed up I did this and they're like like dude you you're being too hard on yourself. <laughs> Him and Tiger are getting chummy. Of course. 
So it's funny. Hank and, Pym's but, solution to every problem is build a robot, build a sentient robot. <laughs> what, what was what was funny was when or, um, or build a, like a infinite mansion. Right. Well, the, the infinite mansion was destroyed. Yes, I know. and it was compromised, and so he's like, we can't build a new one because. You know, to me, it's so that's why to go to the. Also, oh, Jan the, was in there. Yeah, so it that, was Jan. So that's why to go to West <gasps> Coast Avengers Mansion. Yes. And it was funny. What, what I liked that Tiger when they, they first get there, she's like, "Yeah, I remember the last time we were here. You know, you and I were close, and then I went feral, and you shrunk me, and you put me in a bird cage." Like <laughs> he's like, "Oh uh, yeah." <laughs> well, oh, and one of the kids refers to Hank as a wife beater. Of course. It's like, come on, man. He. Accidentally hit her one time. It's like he's never gonna live it down. This little yeah. punk kid <laughs> brings. And well, how did this kid even know? It's like, it's like what public record. Everyone knows about it. It's something that happened yeah. years ago. One of those like, things that bring kids it up. Still whispered. It's like, you know. Like, come on, show some respect. Respect for your elders, even if, if you're not happy. So um, I, Iron Man once straight up said, "Don't you have a wife to beat?" <laughs> like was, I think that was in uh, Disassembled. <laughs> oh, that's uh, the, bad right. What's gonna be be different about the school is. Uh, it's, it's going to kind of be like open door, so like they they don't have to be there full time, which is how I guess X twenty three, which I think she's going to be a weird fit. I I don't know how, you know how she's going to I think how the, long she wants to be there. I think that's a better fit because the Avengers Academy seems more focused on making people use their powers responsibly, whereas the X Men seem more like making like teaching them to control their powers. So yeah. I, th- I think it's a I think that's a really cool fit. Yeah. So um, it's going to be a new new direction for. Avengers Academy, so that, that's good. Uh, I can't believe we've been talking this long. About, and I, I felt like there's like not that many issues that came out. <laughs> there okay. weren't. The Detective Comics, number three. Oh, brother. You know, w- one of the things I like about this, one of the few <laughs> things I like, is I, I kind of like the colors. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 I mean, if that was the, no, no, no. the best thing about this finish. issue is that it is in color. Yeah. So, so, like, looking well, at the second page, art. we have Doll, Doll Maker and his hench people and all, and just the, it, there's something that's almost like, uh, not necessarily old school, but it's, it's almost something like out of the 80s. I mean, the, the art is maybe a little crisper than, than some of the 80s, you know, the inking or whatever, but I kind of like this, this, like, oldish feel to it. I mean, the problem with the Bat books, I don't feel they. They don't, don't feel like they all are cohesive with each other. So this just no, feels like it not. stands on it. I mean, because last issue, Bruce Wayne is hooking up with some lady in his office, and then he's also with Catwoman. So whatever, you know, I'm not well, going to dwell I mean, on that. Yeah. But it this feels like it's it's separate than from the other, and uh, it was it was okay. I disagree, actually. I'm going to say, like, and I'm trying to think of a non-vulgar way to say this, so I'm sorry if it sounds clumsy, but every single one of these issues has ended with some huge cliffhanger that is then immediately resolved two pages into the next issue. That's when you say huge cliffhanger. I disagree. A character changing. Yeah, like these are bigger than usual. Like, like this, wait, is, this isn't a big huge ending. This is Joker is dead. Oh wait, no, he isn't. This is Jim Gordon is dead. Oh wait, no, he isn't. It's like, jeez. I, I don't think this is a huge <laughs> cliffhanger. And oh, that's one of the smaller ones. But oh, and the way it's written, like, oh, Batman's paralyzed, but he can still fight. It's so forced. <laughs> It doesn't make any sense. It, it almost it comes off, and this is this is a okay. I'm not actually going to say that because that is way too harsh. But this is like writing Batman way too preternaturally cool. And I get that that's what Batman is, but like he's a superhero in this. He does look like he's wearing some, some makeup there. Yeah, <laughs> that's the light of a computer. He's he's a superhero in this. Like he is he is preternaturally cool. It, it is like being written from the perspective of someone who admires Batman far too much. 
I, I say it was okay. Barely. Yeah. I mean, I liked Superman ongoing more than Detective <laughs> Comics ongoing. Hmm. I mean, I don't love Superman ongoing right now. Yeah. No, I'll agree with you on that. It's... I don't know how you feel about this Dollmaker film. And, and you know, it, it's, it's great. An interesting concept. Well, it, but... it, it's it's great that we have a new new villain because when when I first saw oh sure. Joker's gonna be an issue one, it's like yeah. right away, right off the bat, you're you're going to like the number one Bat villain. It's like that. Oh, whatever that... happened to Onomatopoeia? <laughs> but um so i i think it's it's good that we have a new villain you know we, we find out more He's about no the professor villain here. pig i'll say that we find out more about the villain motives and stuff like that and it's 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 all right so i i don't know so i thought professor pig was way cooler and he, he kind of uses the same like motif like he uses masks <laughs> yeah, well he's he's still around he was in I batman number one yeah. right x-men number 20 I started. I didn't get a chance to finish this. I do like Will Conrad's art. We got mm-hmm. Domino in here, so it I was, was cool. I, re- I read it. Um, it's interesting. It feels a little unnecessary. That's actually what I'm going to say about it. Like between Uncanny and Wolverine and the X Men, it feels like kind of weirdly redundant. <laughs> hmm. um, yeah, you got like Domino. You've got some War Machine making an appearance. Um, you got like Storm. Like I don't know who these X Men are and what their purpose is. Like, is this just the core group? Or well, it's is not this... not the extinction. It's almost the extinction team. It but, is. Like, but you have Storm, you have Cyclops and Colossus. But you have Psylocke, Jubilee, yeah. and Warpath who aren't there. So Storm and Colossus. Yeah. Are and Cyclops. On, uh, so <laughs> it's like they I needed mean, more X books when there were a lot of mutants and X Men. But now that there aren't many, then yeah, like I, I would about. say this book is is redundant. So it was fun and it was cool, and you know, pick it up if you want a good like action well, book. I, but I, I'm going to read that this weekend. <laughs> but what, what's what? That's what I, I think the X Men should have been like. It's I don't really like the idea of set squads. I was like, okay, you're going to fight Mister Sinister. Let's send these people. You're going to fight uh, who else? <laughs> the Purifiers, <laughs> Sebastian Shaw. Yeah. You know, or whatever, you know. So Apocalypse. I I like the idea of having all these mutants on hand and then forming because. Very JLI. Yeah, and I always go back to that. It's like that's how it should be. The Avengers should do the same thing. You have all these different Avengers teams. You want to, you know, why not hand if if you have the time, if if you can spare, and you, these people are on call or whatever, hanging out. But heroes can't be on call. But so a, a lot of them live. Heroes a lot can. of the Avengers live at the mansion. But what are they, what are they doing? Going out grocery shopping? That's what. But no, why not? Does. But a lot of Avengers are on, are doing things on their own. Separately not too. all of them. I mean, look at what happened in um, a couple weeks ago or last week when the Luke Avengers has been a dad. No, but okay. The Avengers Tower is gone. Where are all these people going to go? They're going to go to Avengers Mansion because yeah, a lot of them guys. don't don't have places yeah. to live. Yep. So they're all living there. They got nothing else to do. <laughs> they need some downtime, man. Novar, play some pinball. What is, what is Novar going to do? <laughs> He's going to take that pony that Tony Stark promised to buy him back in issue one or whatever. <laughs> that is an underdeveloped character who was so cool when he was introduced. But I mean, it's, it's, he was well, in Dark Avengers. He was in Dark Avengers, and he he, he sleeps with with um, Moonstone and freaks who out. Who doesn't sleep with Moonstone? He, he, he freaks, he, sleeps with her he freaks out and took off. But he's got his new girlfriend, who yep. we saw a little bit in the Avengers, and yep. she was like, "Whoa, you know, Red Hulk's here." And so, but yeah, it's like they want to use him. They they think he's cool. Totally but, cool. You know, I I read the I finally read the the miniseries because I, I I bought it when it came out. I think I read the first issue, the Marvel Boy series. Yeah. I read the first issue and I was like, oh, I th- "Was it Grant Morrison who wrote that?" Ooh, I don't think so. Who so. wrote that? But so I, I, I finally I read that on a trip somewhere. I remember reading it, and because it, it was he was very different because he was like in, locked up in a cube or something like that. Well, he was in a p- fictional universe, like par- parallel Earth, right? Where of his place of own creation. No, he's no, 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 no. I don't think so. Who am I thinking? The of? Marvel Boy. Well, yeah, it was Grant Morrison, six oh. issue miniseries. Huh. 
It was a Marvel Knights. Crazy. I can bring in. I got the hardcover. Oh. So. Who am I thinking of? Who was on? Um, Superboy Prime. <laughs> Superboy Prime. Captain Marvel. No. Uh, who was with the? Uh, oh God. He was on the mountain with, um, and he escaped and he decided to be Ultimate here. Hulk. <laughs> no, 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 no. You, oh. Before Dark Avengers, um, I, I'm just going to stop. Because I, it was Christian Walker from Powers. He was up on the mountain. I, I'm, I'm, I'm going crazy right now because I forget who I'm thinking of. I don't know. I, I wasn't paying attention because I was looking up Marvel Boy. <laughs> who did they find in that parallel universe? And he had, he, was, he had so much power and they gave him responsibility. Hyperion? No. Mm, someone will mention in the comments. You're sure it yeah. wasn't Captain Marvel? And they gave him the, the 42 prison? Okay, the no. Captain Marvel was a scroll. Right. Yeah, but it turned out right. he was a scroll, but, right, no, but that no, was no, what they the, thought uh, they found. Yeah, him. and then he <laughs> wanted to be more to be like Marvel than. Right. Than a, and that, that was awesome. Um, yeah. <laughs> but no, I'm thinking of someone else. I, I, it's not Novar, but. Oh. And the guy who drew Children's Crusade drew it. Jim Chung? Jim Chung drew it. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> now you're driving me crazy. Um, All right, well, we'll let's come back. Anyway. Right. Batwing number three. I'm going to look it up on my phone. <laughs> what about Batwing? What you think? I, I haven't read it. I want to, though. I actually really liked the previous two issues. I think this is a really good Bat book. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm not sure how I, I feel about Batwing. I mean, it, it's... I, it's I, messy. I, I, yeah, I, I thought the, the first issue was okay, Um I, I'm definitely liking this better now, but it's been all it's, it's just really good. <laughs> but see, sometimes I, it, it's I, I kind of lose track. It's like there, like you said, it's it's not necessarily that it's messy, but there's just like a lot going on, a lot of action, and mm-hmm. it's like I cause we're like flashbacking, and I think that's what happened. I don't know if it's a second issue or first issue where it's like you know you got this battle going on, and it's like a flashback, and it's like wait, is this a flashback? Is this now? And it was just. I got a little little confused, and so I I I, I don't know how I, I felt about this. I mean, it was okay, I think, but I I know some people. I like how it like, differentiates him from Batman. Like he's not just Batman in Africa. I mean, that's basically what he is. But there there, there are differences. There are differences in like tone and tenor, and you know, obviously plot lines. But um, yeah, like it seems like he's actually dealing with, you know. Sorry, completely lost my train of thought. Yeah, but uh, I'm really liking the series so far. It's, it's I'm I'm curious where it's gonna go. Like after this this first story is is, is finished, like you know what what is his mission gonna be? You know where is he gonna go? Because like Judd Winnick said, you know Africa's a big place. Yeah. So it's, you know he's not it's a continent. Yeah. <laughs> he's he's not just gonna stick in one area. So I I I, I don't know. Thunderbolt Mountain was where he was. Who was that guy? Who was in Thunderbolt Mountain? He left, took it over. Thunderbolt Mountain. Scourge. I mean, like, I'm just going to start naming the new Thunderbolts now. Ah, <laughs> uh, never mind. It wasn't Marvel. Are you absolutely sure? Mm, I don't know if it was. <laughs> I think he, I'm trying to, I think Mar, um, Novar might have been at Thunderbolt Mountain. That's what I'm thinking. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah, but I don't think been. he, I didn't think he was from a parallel universe, unless I'm totally wrong about Where do they that. find Novar? He comes, I thought he, like, came to Earth? Jeez, I'm trying to remember. I didn't really like that that miniseries so much. I th- I thought it was just okay. Um, I I don't know if it was a parallel world. Jeez, and this is like probably like people are like, just move on. Let's move on. Let's. I'm sorry. I yeah. apologize. This is totally derailing the podcast. 
Uh, Red, Red Lanterns, number three. Mm. I like this issue more than the previous issues of Red Lantern. That's good. Uh, so, uh, Trocidus has uh, given another Red Lantern um, mental capacity and memories back, which is good. An equal. He needs someone to be an equal. It was. It's clear who he who he does. It's, it's in the first page. It's on the um, cover. <laughs> it's on the cover, and uh, you get to see your history. Hmm. And yeah. more rage. And and I, I'm trying to think. It's like, it's like I I thought I just missed history, her history before. I was like I was like I was like oh, I never knew this about yeah, her. So I never knew. That's that's interesting. Because I mean, there are so many characters that came out like you know Ward, Sinestro, Course, and all that. You know, we see all these different people. And when Red Lanterns came, so it's. I just kind of lost track. Like, did I just, you know, forget or miss that issue? And so it was interesting to see. And there's more to her than, than it seems. Mm-hmm. You know, cause mm-hmm. yeah. So, um, yeah, first couple issues, I wasn't too crazy about the red lanterns and, Oh, we're going to be force of vengeance and blah, blah, blah. And, but right. Cause it's, it's, you want to root them on cause they're not unlikable. Like you don't right. dislike them. Like the yellow lanterns, <laughs> um, or the orange, Right. Well, no, orange is fun. <laughs> goofy. Goof, goofy and fun. Uh, Red Lantern, they, they kind of want to be like the Punisher of the... Yeah. The well, and, and, and that's the thing. It's, like if they're character. so evil exactly. if they're so evil and killing, it, that's the question. Is like, can you have an ongoing series centered around a bunch of evil Why? It's killers. almost like there was a question like that that was asked a few yeah. weeks ago. <laughs> so, so, yeah, it's interesting that they're, they're making them kind of have shot. a purpose. <laughs> There's a couple in there. <laughs> yep. Uh, New Mutants, number 33. I didn't get a chance to look at this. Corey? Uh, really cool. Really fun. Uh, sets up an interesting third party in the whole schism thing. Abnett and Lanning. Um, yes, we got Nate Gray. Yeah, it's it's like a third team, sort of. I mean, if you don't count the Extinction Squad as a team. <laughs> it, it's, it's just still it's weird, because they don't consider themselves New Mutants. Well, that's and she actually, Danny Moonstar brings that up. She's like, "I've got an alien on my team. I don't have any. I'm not a mutant anymore." Yeah, but but they're still considering because I mean, like like Cannonball was in the X Men. Yeah, you know for for and so it's it's they, weird. They kind of bring that up. They kind of bring up the fact that it's like people are still calling us new mutants, even though we we've a been here for a while and b not all, all of us are mutants. So they kind of have their own little mini schism, and it's not dramatic or anything. There aren't there aren't any battles, but yeah, it's it's a really cool book. It's interesting, and I'm really anxious and interested to see where it goes. That's good because um, I've been when the series first started, I I was and I know Sarah was digging it too, um, and then it just kind of started like wavering back and forth. It's just like you know I really want to like this issue and. I think it was like the first year I really dug, and then it just kind of started going back. And then even the the last few, it's just like so. If there's strong direction now, that that's great. But that's that's what I want to hear. All right, let's moving on a little quicker. Invincible, Norm. That's uh, you. I'm so behind. Yeah, Invincible. Not, I like the. I, I'm I, not caught up on this at all, but I want to desperately. <laughs> some stuff, big stuff happens. So uh, with Invincible, and you know what? Um, What's his name? Ryan Otley, another wonderful one of our artists. I don't yeah. think he's working on any other book. If nope. you look at mm-hmm. his evolution from when he took over from Corey Walker and now, I mean, obviously a lot of it is also the, the coloring. I mean, Image is spending a ton of money on this book. Uh, it is great, amazing art. Uh, Invincible's kind of been in a lull since uh, the end of the... Uh, no spoilers. The, the Vitramite War, which is the name of the mm-hmm. arc. And obviously, what? Invincible's on the cover, so he's not There's dead. a war with Viltrumites? Yeah. Um, and this issue, it's, it's all Earthbound stuff. Uh, 
he does something drastic in this issue that might have consequences later. Um, he's already kind of at odds with the Pentagon and his handler. Um, but I'm more excited <laughs> for the upcoming. I know exactly. That's, that's it's a recurring theme. I'm more excited for the next couple issues because Cory Walker is coming back, and I think they're going to show what's happening with uh, his father. Oh, <laughs> well, his father's alive. I'm not spoiling too much. <laughs> uh, still, still must read if you like Invincible. Okay, Hawk and Dove number three. I think that's you, Corey. Hawk and Dove number three uh, continues. It is what it is. It is what it's been for the last two issues. It's it's a piece of popcorn. It's a piece of cotton candy. It's I do like fluffy. the colors. <laughs> I, I... Um, it's insubstantial, but it's not trying to be substantial. It, it doesn't have. It doesn't seem to have. And I apologize if I'm offending Sterling Gates or Rob Liefeld, but it doesn't seem to have ambitions beyond being like an entertaining action book. Hmm. And that's what it does. Yeah. Um, I actually think like this. You know what? This is some pretty good Rob Liefeld art. Something I never thought I'd find myself saying. But... I'm I'm a fan of Matt Yaki, so he's. I think he's like always worked with Rob. For yeah. The most part. And... Like, and his art has gotten a lot better. Like his perspective, especially his his anatomy and whatever. We can talk about comic book anatomy until the cows come home. But his perspective shots have gotten way, way better. You can now tell where one person's body stops and the other begins, at least. But, um. Or you can like at least tell how they're posed and what they're supposed to be doing. But yeah, it's a fun book. It's like don't go into it expecting for it to blow your mind or change the way you look at anything. But it's cool. All right. Oh, Swamp Thing number three. Not <sighs> a fan. Not a fan of the new. Uh, Shut Abby up, Corey. Get out of here. Cross. Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I I I really like like what's going on with Swamp Thing. Um, I just want to say this very first page. What I really liked about this first page is like this file cabinet with the binders and just that that little bit of detail. I think um, I really liked the story. Don't get me wrong. I, I liked the rest of this, but I think that making Abby Cross badass makes her a lot less interesting. Well, there's there's a reason for it, and yeah, but it's sort of glossed over because of her 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 tie, and yeah. I don't want to say too much, and that she remembers certain things. Um, no, and and you know part of because. Swamp Thing itself is is not around, so that that's that's the reason why she is the way she is now because they had some connection which yeah. kept some of that at bay. That was a weird page. That was a weird page, but it was really cool. Um, <laughs> I I think I know what that means. Very and cool looking I page. Don't want to mention anything. But, I'll, 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 don't get me wrong. I haven't given up on the character, but I just think that making like turning a character who was caring and nurturing and but not weak by any means, but turning her just into like this sort of Badass with a sh- sawed off and short hair is kind of like easy. Yeah, there's some gruesome scenes here. Yeah. Oh yeah. There's a. This is not a tame book. Yeah. yeah. Violence on kids too. So yeah. You don't, you well, don't I mean, see they, that. Uh, they're kids who had it coming, and I rarely say that, but ugh, they're hideous, horrible kids. But uh, but and then this big, kid's big... power is awesome. It is. I am actually officially excited about this see, series. That's what I'm saying. See, you're just turning it around. I said I didn't now. like Abby Cross. I didn't say I didn't like the whole series. but yeah no the way this is written is really cool the way that it is I'm absolutely willing to give it a shot and this yeah the superpower that gets introduced in this is awesome I don't think I've ever seen it before and that is that in in and of itself is an accomplishment I mean I'm I'm really excited (laughs) for this and the only concern I have is that it's it's connected to the Marvel Universe I'm Marvel Jesus 
to the DC universe. Yeah, I, I was a little off today. I think it's hot in here. Yeah, I, I want it to stay in its own little corner. I mean, it, there's going to be a crossover with Animal Man, you know, which makes and, sense. And that actually, yeah, in this book, they really are starting to piece that together. Yeah, because really we have well. the green and, and, and the, the, red. The, the reds and Animal Man. And in this one, you get to meet a whole new color. <laughs> Different color, yeah. So I, it's... Whole new, very unpleasant. I, I'm digging it because it's... It's oh, it's it's got ties to the original Swamp Thing, but it's it's going somewhere new. If if we could backpedal momentarily, right before I'm denying Norm his moment of triumph, uh, Ryan Audley is starting to look a lot like Ariel Olivetti, and that is not a bad thing from where I'm sitting because I really like Ariel Olivetti, and I mean that absolutely as a compliment. But uh, his face is especially anyway. Norm, right, you Norm have twenty minutes to later. <laughs> totally Novar. Okay, well, Avengers Novar, Illuminati. Right, Jim Chung. Mm-hmm. So I'm finally getting names right. It was the, he was in the cube. Mm-hmm. He had his own. He controlled that universe, basically that prison, his fictional world. And Illuminati gave him the power to be a, to be a hero. Oh, but he's not from a different universe. Well, but it was alternate. The cube. He had his own okay. reality. Yeah, because he was cube. he was from the Kree and like a cockroach. Or right. Something but like that. He, when they found him in the cube, he was basically okay. the only one there, and he had his he was so powerful. Okay. But they kind of neutered him, but by making him the protector. I mean, yeah. his, his yeah. personality. That's why I think he's being underused. Sorry. Now we have closure. Okay. Justice League International. Corey, I didn't read this yet. Um, I don't know how I feel about the series. I like yeah, Booster I kind of don't either. <laughs> um, is, 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 I'm trying to think of the last issue. Has, is his is team back... established yet? You know, Batman's yes, still hanging around? Yes, it's absolutely established. And also they completely break the laws of physics by having a bubble, an ice ball that is full of air sink. <laughs> Which already ice doesn't sink. That's <laughs> kind of how it works, but Boy whatever. ice. Yeah, it's... <laughs> It's a comic book, I know, but there are still certain laws of physics that you have to uh, either disregard. And, like, they could have said, like, I'm making a special ball of ice, so it will sink. And I would have been like, fine, cool, sinkable ice, whatever. But, yeah, like, it just happens. And it's already full of air. But whatever, that's a very minor gripe. Uh, This was also the book we mentioned earlier that uh, there's a big reveal at the end as to who the villain is. And I have no idea who it is. (laughs) But it's it's a big – he gets his own bold typeface – Writing. Oh, weird. I and I'm like, who on. the heck is that? Uh, yes, I guess this this guy. It's Galactus. Here. Yeah. yeah. Right <laughs> Come on. Nice. Oh God, it is Galactus though. <laughs> um, yeah. So. Um, but yeah, Guy Gardner gets whacked upside the head, so I like that. But um, the book is kind of still directionless. Um, we get actually a little bit of fun banter between Rocket Red and Ice, uh, so that was cool. But um. Yeah. Um, according to oh, it's, no, this, it's his new character. Oh, okay. Yeah, fair enough. Blank was created by Justice League International writer Dan Jurgens. Oh, okay, fair and enough. One comic book appearance. Um, in that case, it's still kind of a weird revelation because then it's a completely new character that nobody knows. But the the weird thing yeah, is they can I'm, devote an entire issue to so the I'm, story. I'm <laughs> wait two appearances. Those are always fun. Where did Elsie? Oh, so I, this guy actually appeared last issue. Uh, Apparently, according to comicvine.com, he has two appearances, and that default image is not this, this one. Image. Yeah. So maybe huh. I don't. I guess I don't remember issue Hot, two so yeah. much. I do like that cover. Oh, it's David Finch. I. I like. I like. Just it's kind of ominous. Ominous. Just Batman standing there, and yeah. so yeah, good job, David Finch. I don't like Batman Dark Knight so much, but I like that cover. <laughs> American Vampire. This is this is great. Um, you guys don't read it. You guys are lame. Um, more vampire, more Skinner action. Some 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 boobies in here. Say that. Woo woo. 
But this dude cast, we got to mention him. Yeah. So <laughs> this is just good. I mean, Jordy Burnett does the art, and it's just it's going back a little bit. So we're seeing 1793. So we're getting some flashback time, Skinner Sweet, and you, everyone should be reading it. You guys are missing out. 20 good issues. Avengers 1959 number three. I really like the first issue. You know, it's shaking <laughs> art. You know, it's it, it fits the the time period. You know, he he's good with the spy stuff. Not not a huge fan. You know, I've said that. Not good with the time period. No, yeah, that's what he does. Like the spy. The you know what was that? What was his book again? It's oh, blah 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 blah. Oh, whatever. <laughs> Anyways, I I really liked the. Arc and New Avengers. I like the first issue. Second issue is okay. Now here, you know, we're getting more into this mission that they're fighting. It's like, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm losing a little interest. I was a huge fan of this Avengers 1959 group, but it's just like, I don't know anymore. So, got two more issues in next month. It comes out every two weeks. So, it's unfortunate. Um, Red Hulk, you haven't read that. Moriarty. I'm Moriarty. Moriarty. I'm behind in this. I did, did talk to Daniel Corey at Long Beach. He's a mm. cool guy. I'm, I'm, I'm a couple issues behind. And then we have Hart, Blair Butler, Kevin Mellon. It's about cage fighting. But MMA. Um, yeah. It's all right. It's, it's very middle of the road. It's very... I mean, a lot. There's a lot of buzz over this. I mean, and it's why so far, is there a lot of buzz? Because over it's this. so far completely realistic, but like comic. It's, you know, <laughs> I mean, it's 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 a good story. Yeah, didn't blow me away. Yeah, and I mean, we we, we we talked a little bit fine. about this before. It's like yeah. I'm waiting for like what's the twist? What's 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 going on? I mean, I honestly don't think there's going to be one. They've only yeah. got four issues. If there was going to be a twist, they would have revealed it in this one. So it's a comic about a guy wanting to be a cage fighter. Quits his office job and becomes a cage fighter. So. It's just that easy. Yeah, so, <laughs> so it's something different. That I mean, that's good. It's something different, and it's executed well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Wait, is this written by the TV host? Yeah, Blair Butler. Mm-hmm. Oh my god. So okay. that's why I don't I know who everyone, that is. It's she's, just a she's a G4 TV host. Oh okay. Yeah. So everyone's uh, like, I, like, good job, Blair Butler. Yeah, I mean, very good for her. Yeah. I, but I, I, I hope that's not the reason people are. See, that's I, I don't know. Giving buzz about this book, it should be for the merit of the book. Yeah, I mean, because I I. Just based on Twitter, you know, I've seen a lot of other creators go on about it, but I, I haven't seen any reviews. I w- I'm intended to review this last Wednesday, but just it didn't happen. Um, I haven't looked to see if anyone else has actually reviewed it to see what, what they say. And to me, it's it's weird. Like, I, I couldn't imagine, like, me writing a comic book and still doing what I'm doing. It it's almost seems like you can't really cross that line. It'd be like you, Norm, making well, you can. making a new. You can, you could. I mean, if you're if you're a writer, you can totally do it. Yeah, I just hope that that's not why this book is getting a lot of buzz. It, it almost seems like I'm using my position. People know who I am, which I guess that's what you do. I mean, you network, and you know, sure. you, you and that's that's how Thomas it, Jane sells his comics. It, it's it's almost like it's not <laughs> like tries. not like it's a cheat, <laughs> but a it, lot it's of, uh, you know, because because uh, think of, think guy, about Norm. think about all the. Other people like like Daniel Corey. This, I mean, this is a great comic. A lot of people, it's not on their radar because it's like, oh, Sherlock Holmes, you know, the villain, and you know, yeah. so they don't really give a chance. But then this, because you know, it's Blair Butler, so people are like, like, oh, Hart, I got to read that, and then blah blah blah, and so there's and and you know, and think about all the other. There could be like all these other awesome art writers out there who yeah. aren't getting a break exactly. because they don't have. So I don't it know. Sucks. So, but yeah, it's it's. It was good. Did, uh, Brian Singer never did his run on Ultimate X Men, did he? 
don't believe so. No, nope. I'm, I'm trying to think. Did he plot it? Did he get plotter credits? No, he totally talked a big talk about writing Ultimate X-Men and then never happened, that I recall. <sighs> kind of like um, Lindelof. <laughs> well, except that book actually finished. Yeah, and you know, you know, I never finished. I never, you never finished? It's all right. Because it, 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 it was, like, a, was well, it two okay. years? It was two years. Yeah. And then uh, it was like they Just for the last out. two issues. Uh, I, I still think Collected, it is a cool... I, I, Maybe I I'll buy to trade really, something. Really yeah. See, that, that's yeah, my cool. to Wolverine my, It's actually really cool. And Ultimate Hulk. And also it ties, I mean, reading that and then where it is at the end of um, Ultimates 2. Yeah. Totally makes sense. I mean, yeah, that, the fact that Ultimates 2 came out first kind of right. wrecks it a little bit. But no, it was, it was really cool. It was really well done. And also it is. Don't spoil where, it for me. It, it, it's also <laughs> where they're taking inspiration from in all the Hulk stuff. And yeah. Both the Hulk, Incredible Hulk movie and also from the Avengers trailer. Uh, bits and pieces you yeah. can actually tell it's from that alright maybe I'll I'll get the trade cause I mean my, my, my problem with that is hey, let on you again <laughs> yeah but when it when it came out it's like okay I read issue one and two mm-hmm. and then now I'm supposed to remember what happened it's like they should have right. like <laughs> given you the other two issues like for free God, to catch actually... you up all these people who bought it who who have it probably filed away somewhere. <laughs> Let me tell you this. There were pandas in that miniseries. <laughs> pandas and Tofurky and <laughs> right. oh, Tofurky is not funny. That's, that's so what you need to take the, away from the that The paperback, the, the trade paperback, not hardcover, the paperback on Amazon is eight bucks. That's awesome. But it's only four issues. Yeah. Two bucks an issue. Is it? Or wasn't I thought it four it was issues? six. Or maybe it was six. I, I, don't, I don't even know. Let's see. Uh, yeah, it was six issues. Yeah, six that's issues what I for eight bucks. Okay. Alright, maybe, maybe I'll get that. That and Schism. I don't know if I should get the Schism hardcover. For Schism 13 hardcover, $13 with tie ins. Uh, it's hardcover. I love hardcovers. I like oversized hardcovers. Yeah. Alright, so that is the. Oh, um, Dark Shadows came out this week. Um, I know nothing about the Dark Shadows TV show. I just know it was like a, a soap, a gothic soap opera. Um, vampires in there and stuff like that. And it was. I thought that was it, Forever Night. Uh, no, okay. it, it went went from like sixty six to seventy one or something like oh, okay. that. Okay, no, this is a different um, series. I don't. Know. It was either on ABC or NBC, and and Dynamite it made a comic out of it. Boom. Um, no, not boom. Dynamite. <laughs> Damn it! I so, completely forgot about uh, that. read the first issue. We we had the artist commentary. Which which is kind of cool, you know. So you basically, you know, page one. Here's my thoughts, and there's what I did. And I was so, like those. So yeah, it, it's cool. We we got to see that. We're gonna have um, another one this week. I will say, which I maybe I should well, narrow it down. It's gonna be a dynamite book. So we'll find out about that. But uh, it's just kind of interesting. It's that the art is Aaron Campbell did the art, and I forget who did the colors. But it does have like that old timey feel to it, which is kind of interesting because if you go back and watch like a TV show from the sixties, it's going to be kind of hard to swallow because it it looks so dated. But this comic, even though it has that feel, it it kind of adds a little something to it. It's like, Oh, this is kind of neat. Versus if, if it was just like regular comic book art, I don't think it would work a little bit. And the the colors, which I want to mention is is the the colors and the art are a little reminiscent of Francesco Francavilla because he does a cover, the main cover of the issue. So it kind of has that feel. So it it was kind of surprising. Um, it's hard to say as I I, I like the first issue. Um, like I said, I know nothing about the series. I'm I'm gonna read the second issue. I'm it, it's got me hooked. I'm curious where it's gonna go. Even though it's vampires and like uh, American vampire and 
I vampire, like kind of like all the <laughs> vampire comics I need, but I'll give that a shot. Um, then I mentioned before Betrayal of the Planet of the Apes. So <laughs> Boom did um, another, a previous Planet of the Apes comic. Who's, who's betraying the Planet of the Apes? You'll find out in just oh, a okay. So the, the previous <laughs> Planet of the Apes comic, I think it was like 100 years before the first movie, before Charlton Heston, Taylor, land on the planet. So wasn't with, that with, called, the, wasn't that the last movie? Uh, not a hundred years. I mean, we're talking Planet of the Apes. Yeah. No, that there's like huge, like few decades or whatever, or not decades, few um, millennia that oh, okay. that trapped went by. Correct, correct. So, um, in in the previous miniseries, apes and human are kind of separated. They kind of get along, but not. You know, you got some of that tension. And then here, um, in Betrayal of the Planet Apes, it takes place twenty years before. So now we're at the point where. Humans can't speak. They're basically slaves or pets. And, and then there's this one former general who gets accused. And, you know, because one of the main um, commandments is ape shall not kill ape. And then there's evidence of someone getting killed and ape it getting killed. An ape law. So Dr. Zayas, isn't it? Um, the, the, what was the ape general's name? The, the dude from, oh. from the first movie. Urs, Urs, Urs. What was his name? Thing I could look up. Anyway, so yeah. there's there's some familiar. Fl- so I, I really like it. So Gabriel Hardman, who I love his art. He's often in um, awesome art picks. Uh, he co-wrote it and he's drawing it. And so it, it's good. And that's from Boom. Um, there was a this other book seven I think it was Seven Warriors came out from Boom also. And Francis Manipal did the art. He's like I didn't know about oh. that. <laughs> um, I didn't get a chance to read that. That's busy. <laughs> um, it's like the first page. There's, there's nudity there, so it's not for kids. Um, <laughs> Peanuts number zero came out from Boom, from Kaboom. So <laughs> I wanted to check. I, it's, it's like what a, the hell? It's a dollar issue because they they have the, the Peanuts license. So oh, gonna, okay. Gonna, they did a was uh, this Charlie Brown Origins. No, they they, <laughs> they did a, a a hardcover um, a graphic novel. It's, um, Happiness is a warm blanket, which they actually was uh, the animated movie just oh, just came out a few months weird. ago. So they did that. Um, I, I was curious to see what the comic was going to be like but i haven't had a chance to read that yet either and so there's other stuff came um was it Ir- no, incorruptible came out this week so mm. a lot of stuff but moving on to the news some news um so yeah so last week i was not here um and anarchy reigned i i listened i only i'll be honest with you guys i only had a chance to listen to the first 23 minutes of the podcast what <clears throat> to see what you guys are saying about me <laughs> no, um, I I tried downloading it because I was at the airport when I think when it went live. So I was like trying to download it, but the airport internet was pretty bad. Of course, it sucked. <laughs> so it was going to take way too long. I had to board the plane. So I, I listened to some of it. Um, but anyways, so yeah, I was at Long Beach. The nice thing about Long Beach is I, I really enjoyed a con. So Saturday it was pretty busy. It was Saturday and Sunday, and it's it's very low key. I mean, it's it's not. San Diego. It's not New York. How many people? I, t- I don't know. I didn't even look that up. Thousand. I, I, Two thousand. I, I don't even ask me. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I have no idea. Small. Um, I got 80, 85 cosplay picks. Okay. So there's that many people. Dressed and, up. And there was 85 the, people. And, and I mean, for cosplay, because not everyone dresses no, up. Yeah. <laughs> and and there, was, there was a bunch that I missed when I was talking to someone. It's just like, do I just say, I got to go? Because I wasn't in, in norm mode. And I sent you an email. It's like, when you take pictures, are you picky? Absolutely. Uh, I'm more picking the last couple of days. The first days, I'm, I'm freaking out about not meeting the, so, so the daily quota. So you know, there, there's a lot of lot more pictures I could have taken, but I'm yeah. just like near uh, near the end of the con, you can be more picky. And then, 
I would think at the end, well, I guess, yeah, depending on your number. Yeah. What was it that Anna called it? The hipster Green Lantern, where you're just wearing a Green Lantern t-shirt? <laughs> but see, see, part of it, because it was, um, right, it was Halloween weekend, there's like some, you can tell they're store-bought. <laughs> there's this one kid that Brian Bucciolato was having a conversation with, um, not about his costume, but he was dressed like in a, a Optimus Prime costume. And <laughs> uh, was it like those heinous uh, Spartan costumes no. from Halo, from the, uh, no. the Halo event? No. <laughs> See, and, and there, there are some kids, like there's a kid dressed in a Halo costume. It was a cool costume, and I think his sister was dressed kind of like a, I don't, wasn't really sure, it's almost like an Edward Scissorhands type of thing. But yeah. I always feel weird taking pictures of kids because they're, they're kids. And right. it's just like, uh, yeah, they should be okay with it. That's why they're dressed like... Um, Ask the parents' permission. Yeah, because like like last year there was there <laughs> were weird there was um I don't know if you remember this Norm there was little Deadpool and little Dark Phoenix. Yeah, because there was a picture yeah, no, where she, where he's like on his knees like yeah, begging and posing, she's yeah. So they were there again this oh, year. Cool. So and I recognized the dad from last year. I was like, oh, it's like took it. And he said that that's the last year they're wearing that costume. So I don't know yeah. if they're at the point where they don't want to do it anymore or maybe different new different costume. costume. Yeah. yeah. So so there there was a, a, a Wonder Twins. Two kids were dressed up and they did the pose and everything. Adorable. <laughs> yeah. So and there was, on Saturday there was a lot of zombies. I'm like, so I didn't take any pic. I don't think I took a single picture of zombie because you know someone had like the makeup, the fake skin, and you know I was just like, I'm just a zombie. I'm like, I don't even <laughs> take a picture. There was a zombie walk Saturday night where it's just like a bunch of people just walking around, like a pub crawl or just it's, it's just kind of like, like that. They they just like walked. <laughs> I don't know where they walked from where to where, but there was like a lot of them. And then yeah, so there's there's a lot of people dressed up. Um, there, the as far as panels go, there there weren't really a lot of like news content panels like there were last year. Uh, there was a lot of writers workshops and stuff like that. So it, you know, it wouldn't be cool if you know that's that's what you're you're into. So it, it was fun. Got to talk to a lot of people, hung out with a lot of people. Um, did did some off their minds. So those will be coming eventually. Uh, did another art challenge. So I Sweet. I I tweeted a, a sneak preview. I don't know if people caught that and. The image had Catwoman in there, so just say that. So yeah, San Diego did Batman with a broom. So it's something with Catwoman that will be the, the tease. And a mop. <laughs> so here's the thing. Um, I'll, 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 I'll frying pan. The, okay, the, the art, the art was no, that was that came up. I don't know if I told you about this. So the image was Todd Knock. Yes, he's Todd Knock is like the nice. He's such a cool guy. Him and his wife. I mean, I got to spend a lot of time, and then it's like Sunday we had dinner with some people, and you know he was there. Um, did you do Teen Titans way back? He did Young Justice. Young Justice. You know, I have a Tonduck yeah. sketch from Comic Con. I, I, I got. I, I bought. He, I actually he drew I, a Robin for me. Yeah, I, I, I bought a print from him because he he did one of the art things and he spent a lot of time yeah. on it. And yeah, so yeah, it's yeah. like I want to give you some. Money. I'm not going to pay you for the I, full commission. I can't afford that. But so um, he was really cool. And I when I asked him, he's like, you know, because I, I I sent him before I got there. I sent him a link to the Batman with the Broom video, and he's like. What's next? Robin with a rake, um, Flash with a frying pan, <laughs> Green Lantern with a Green Lantern. <laughs> so, unfortunately, those ideas cannot be used since he spoiled them. But so tisk, something, tisk. something Catwoman. So that will be coming. I actually intended to post that video this week, but it didn't happen. Technical but, difficulties. Uh, crazy video, technical, but it's coming. So. That, there's that. So yeah, I I enjoyed um, Long Beach. It was only two days this year instead of three. Which uh, the Friday was always I think it would start like around like three o'clock, like two or three, and you know you got people still in school and this like that because you know it's it's not in summer. So two days was fine. Sunday was a little slower, but 
I, I really enjoy it. I, I like that it's 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 kind of intimate, a little cozy. So, hmm. so it's, it's very, very nice. cool. Shane Black was there, director of next Iron Man, Iron wow. Man three, and prodigious screenwriter. Well, yeah, uh, talking about uh, <laughs> highest paid possibly of all time. Well, uh, for Lethal Weapon, was it Lethal Dude. Weapon? I thought uh, he made more for Last Boy Scout. Oh, maybe that was it. He did Last Boy Scout, Lethal Weapon, obviously. He got paid like in the millions for one or both of those. Um, he is a, if you need a visual, he is the guy with glasses in the Predator movie, the first Predator. Oh, I know that. Yeah, he's the, the skinny, he's the only one who looks like an actual guy because he's not jacked up on creatine. <laughs> but he did uh, Kisses Bang Bang, which obviously people love. That's the last, mm-hmm. he said that was the last time he was in L.A. was shooting that around that L.A. area, SoCal area, or Long Beach maybe even. Um, but... Um, Obviously, directing Iron Man three, which he is awesome. Talked about his I, his thoughts on uh, Demon in Bottle, hmm. which he said Excellent. if he was going to do Demon in Bottle, it would take up the entire movie, and so he probably will not do that yeah. storyline in this movie because it, Iron Man movies are about fun, mm-hmm. yeah, um, rather than alcoholism. <laughs> he d- didn't reveal a villain, but he did say that he thought uh, the Mandarin was a racist caricature. So <laughs> find a Mandarin that we know. I mean, his name is the Mandarin, exactly. <laughs> Um, but didn't give out too, way too much, actually. Yeah, you can't. Yeah. I mean, he would get in so much trouble. Oh, he did say the actors would be returning. So Gwyneth Paltrow, Don Cheadle would Great. be returning. I really like Don Cheadle as a roadie. Really? Yeah. thought he did perfectly fine. Uh, uh, better than Terrence Howard, take I'll leave. say. Yeah, Terrence Howard was, had no personality. Terrence Howard is too soft-spoken. But, uh, yeah. Don Cheadle also had no personality. I thought he had more of a personality. You got like the whole like loyalty to country over loyalty to Stark. You got the whole when they were fighting and... Oh, that was cool. I mean, his point is to be a stick in the mud. It's kind of... I guess. He's, like, supposed to be Tony Stark's buzzkill. Yes, I guess. <laughs> uh, also at Long Beach, I got to meet Steve Niles' dog, Sonny. Mm. Um, <laughs> Did you interview him? No, so, so Sonny was cosplaying as Crypto. That's so. I mean, I, just, I, I took, like, five pictures. Two of them were blurry. And, Did you get his thoughts um, on 30 Days of Night? <laughs> no. So, I, but I say I didn't realize that it was Steve Niles' dog at first, and was then just running around out of ten. He was he was like in the back, with, you know, because I was talking to Brian Bucciolato, so he's like the dog was on the other side, and oh, okay. I don't know. So, but the the sad thing is, if you get serious, is is Sonny's sick. Sonny has, oh, no. has lymphoma, so undergoing treatment. His prognosis is good. Thing is, Steve Niles, he's a comic book writer, you know, and, and he what he says, he's like, I write, you know, you know rents like check to check, you know, because even though oh, I think a lot of people assume like. Oh, a movie was made based on your comic. You must be a lot of money, but no, you know. Yeah. And like Ben Tumblesmith doesn't have like movie money or anything like that. So there's a he basically a lot of artists have donated art. They're they're doing original art to benefit his dog because you know he's oh. his dog is eight years old and you know he's paying for the treatment, so it's not going to be cheap. And yeah. and you know some people are like, well, there's other causes. You know, I want to I want to you know help starving kids in Africa or something like that. But it's like, I mean, this dog is he's so cute and. <laughs> um, I mean, it's like, that's it's fine if you want to help another cause, but then whatever. Well, Some people want to help a dog. Yeah, and, and <laughs> here's the thing. It's, it's like, you know, you, you can – so I, I, I post an article on Wednesday, so you, and there's, there's a link to, like, eBay auctions. So if you want to get some art. Um, like, Tony Harris is, is doing an original commission. So a, a few weeks ago, I posted a commission he did of Indiana Jones. It was like a lot of people really liked that. So he would do something like that. I mean, just really detailed commission. And when I saw it, I think it was like at 400 bucks. Or, you know, original art commission. I mean, that's reasonable yeah. for for that. I mean, no one wants to pay four hundred bucks, but people do. Sure. So, I mean, there's and there's going to be more art coming. But also, I mean, if you say, "Well, I can't afford original art," you know, you can you can 
give them a dollar. You can give them $5. So there's, there's like a, a PayPal thing. So I, I did that. You know, I, I don't have money to give out, but I sent some money through yeah. PayPal. So you guys should feel bad. If you didn't. <laughs> um, but the thing is, on a kind of a tangent of that, I, I just finished this book called The Art of Racing in the Rain. Okay. Oh my God! <laughs> if, if you've ever owned a dog or anything, you will, or oh if you boy. have one, you will never look at your dog the same way again. Oh no! Basically, the story is like from the dog's perspective. Mm-hmm. I think I've heard of this. It is. It's. It is such an emotional book. It's like, uh, it's like a tearjerker. I mean, you're this dog is like so loyal, and just the stuff that happens with his that his owner, and you know, it's just. It, it was. It was good, but it was, it was very. Very, very emotional. Yeah. It, it's, it's a good book. And like, like I said, I, I totally look at my dog differently. I think back to my, my other dog who, who passed away a few years ago, and it's just like it's, it's heavy, heavy Ooh. stuff. Yeah. So definitely if, if you're Bring looking down. for a book, <laughs> the, the art of racing in the rain. Let's and then you know, there's some racing. The, the owner was the one you know, who wants to be like a race car driver, so mm-hmm. there's, there's a lot of technical yeah, okay, I've definitely Okay, I've definitely heard of this. <laughs> yeah, so it's not just, you know, I'm gonna go chew a ball now. You know, there's 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 a, there's a r- interesting story to it. And the other interesting thing is wh- how I first heard about it is at my daughter's book fair. You know how they would do book fairs at school. Oh, yeah, you can buy the Scholastic books and stuff like that. They have an abridged version. It's recommended for for fifth graders. So we picked it up because um, my, I mean, my daughter is only in third, but you know she she can read that stuff. But then we're looking and it's like yeah, this is kind of heavy even for a fifth grader. <laughs> and but what's interesting is because then I I checked out the unabridged version. And my wife read the abridged version. There's like some huge differences, and you know, I always thought in abridged versions they just like chop things out. Yeah, they actually like rewrote some stuff. Oh no, I can. Yeah, so I mean, yeah, yeah. There's, there's, because there's some like adult things that that happen. You know, this one guy gets accused of, you know, doing things with a, a minor. You know, that's oh my. not not true, and that, obviously <laughs> that's not an abridged version. So it's a really good book. Um, the abridged version is just called Racing in the Rain, and the unabridged is The Art of Racing in the Rain. So um, last week, I don't know if you guys talked about The Stand, Ben Affleck. He might be directing no. the movie. No. Because I think I they – I don't think what, that had come out by last week, by the time we were recording. It came out last did week. Did it? It did come out last no. week. It came out earlier last week. So sh- <laughs> Never mind. We're jerks. Um, <laughs> so I, I, like Warner Brothers, obviously, they, they, I'm pretty sure it's Warner Brothers that's doing it because, you know, they're looking for something. They need another franchise type thing. So I think the talk is like a three-movie, you know, like a trilogy. That would be weird if Warner Brothers was doing it because The Stand comic book is a Marvel property. <laughs> Well, it's, but it's Stephen King. So no, they, I know. they probably right. just have comic rights. They don't have movies. Right? Rights. No, I, I get that, but it's just it's odd. But I, I believe the last hurt, and I don't know if there's been an update since last week, is um that Ben Affleck's thinking about directing it. Like, hey, he's a fine director. Yeah, yeah. That town. That town. Yeah. 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 And um, what did he do before that? Um, Gone Baby. Yeah, gone. that was it. I was like, Kiss, yeah. Kiss, Bang, Bang. No, that was Shane Black. It was yeah. Gone Baby, Gone. And he was in this movie called Daredevil. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, he wasn't. Uh, <laughs> um, but no, I really the bomb like, and Phantoms. Yeah, he was. I, yeah, I never saw. Phantoms. Phantoms. He saw was Phantoms. the bomb in Phantoms. I never saw that. I was, I was like, uh, I got to see that because they say that, but it's like I never saw. It. Um, so while we're in Stephen King, uh, there, I think Ron Howard just said, "Don't hold your breath for Dark Tower." No, Dark Tower is like back and forth. It's like, okay, we're gonna cut our budget. We're gonna make it. We're not yeah. gonna make it. And so it's, I, I don't know. I mean, it's the whole TV show thing. I mean, that's an, it's ambitious, but it's also insane. I don't know. I mean, how much did Carnival cost to make? You know, you had to go. That's a. The that's a. Uh, like a premium channel show. Yeah, it's yeah, like HBO say, you know, or Showtime or yeah, something. Yeah, because you, you, know, you, you can't have something like, you know, you can't have the stand on, on, on ABC. They, oh, they, they tried yeah. doing it as a, as a miniseries on mm-hmm. ABC, 
that doesn't work. You know, The Shining on TV. It doesn't, yes. Even yeah, though the, the guy the, from Wings. <laughs> yeah, Stephen Weber. Yeah. yeah. Even even though um, the the mini the TV miniseries was actually closer to the book. Much closer. But it's, it's just it you, wasn't you, as adult. Yeah, you, <laughs> that that's the, the problem book especially with, like. with, with with the TV. So. I was, I mean, Molly Ringwald was in the Stan TV show. And I, I forgot. Was she really? Yeah, she was in there. Uh, so it's like in the Dark Tower, you can't have that on, on regular TV. So it has to be, you know, but you need a budget. I really like the Stand, uh, the book. I actually read the, the director's cut, quote unquote. I started, yeah, I was reading the regular one and then the Unabridged. The first, like, third of that book is terrifying because it is, like, completely like, this is how it would happen if, like, some super flu escaped from like a biological containment unit that was like engineered, this is exactly how the world would end. And it is chilling. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I w- it's like someone gets on a plane, that's a hundred people infected yep. going across a country. <laughs> so here's my wish. I want a really good Stephen King movie. I don't yeah, think I do too. I, I, th- I guess The Shining was good. The Mist was actually pretty good. I like yeah, I never Mist. saw that. <laughs> it's really good. Watch yeah. the, uh, the black, black and white, white one. Yeah. I heard it that. Yeah, because I, I read the book. And I, I heard a story. It's funny because the, the movie actually has a much more grim ending than the book. I mean, that's a problem. You know, I don't want to get go off about Stephen King books. I don't know how, what the interest is. I, you know, I do enjoy Stephen King books. I know a lot of people are just, you know, they're whatever they want to call Pulp it. novels. Yeah. yeah. But it's like what almost happens with every single book. It's like there's, this, you know, all this build is like really of... great. And then it's just kind of a letdown. It's like, really? That, that's how it ends? The man cannot end a book to save his life. And, and that, that's, <laughs> that's the really unfortunate thing because he, he does, I mean, I've enjoyed so many of his books and then like, like, um, and before uh, Stephen Under King fans like jump mm-hmm. down our throats, he himself has admitted this. Like he knows that he does not write good endings. Because I, I, <laughs> I think I talked about um, The Long Walk. I think I brought that up a couple weeks ago, which was written as Richard Bachman. And so the story was, you know, these teenage kids, there's this contest. If you win, you get anything you want. So there's like 100 boys. They basically just have to walk. You can't walk slower than four miles an hour or you get a a warning. You get a ticket or something like that. After your third one, you get shot. (laughs) And so basically it's last man still walking wins. And, you know, so throughout the whole thing. Well, I mean, he wrote The Running Man also under, I believe, Richard Bachman. So so you got this book and everything, the story, you know, it's like what's going to happen. Then, like, at the end, it's just like. What what just happened? It's like where what? Uh, yeah, and that's it how, has one like, of the oh, most man. disappointing miniseries like, monster too, reveals. That's spider. Well, yeah, whatever. Spoiler. That's even beyond that. Like even the book, it's because it's like instead of just leaving it ambiguous, he always feels the need to answer the question of what whatever it is is. Which is funny that he lists H.P. Lovecraft as such a huge influence because Lovecraft never let you in on the secret. Like, Lovecraft, the secret dies with the protagonist, generally. But with Stephen King, it's like he feels this need to fill in that void. Yeah, it's too bad. And yeah, like, the, the Stand is the same way. The Stand is a great book with a very mediocre ending. Yeah. So, I don't know. Moving on. Um, Nicola Scott. You guys think of her? Her art? She, she just recently did uh, Teen Titans with J.T. Kroll. Ah. She's, she did some Wonder Woman um, She's going to be doing three issues on Superman. <gasps> so she's going to be doing, she's going to be penciling issue three. She's going to do work on off of um, George Perez's layouts. But then um, Jesus Marino will be back full time in issue four. But then um, I, I think after that, there's going to be no more layouts because George Perez is leaving the book. But so she's doing issue three, and then I think she's doing five and six. 
Hmm. And then Jesus Marino's back. I can see that being all right. So, um, and there's a preview came out this week, and she's because she's, she's going to be doing Justice Society next year. We don't know when. I don't think that a date's been set. So that's going to be interesting to, to see. Cool. Um, this just came out today, um, not officially, but that there's going to be a Victor Von Doom series, which I think was going to be um, back in his past. Nick Spencer's going to be writing it, and um, oh, what was her name? Rebecca. She did um, DV8, and she did something else. But she, anyways, it got canceled. Oh, I think that it was like sucks. a four shooting. Like before the first issue came, and there's no reason why. I'm assuming maybe the, the, the pre-order sales were, were low, so there's like maybe they didn't want to step on the toes of that Magneto miniseries. Yeah, well, I mean, well, they were both announced like at the same time. Oh, weird. <laughs> pretty much, and so that sucks. I mean, Nick Spencer, he, he, he's a good writer. Yeah. So I like Doctor Doom a lot. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, I, I'll, I'll admit I was a little hesitant. It's like, oh, we're going into his past again. But um, yeah, there since was it's Nick Spencer. I was like, that did that pretty be, recently. Yeah, he's, I already had like something that. up his sleeve, but maybe we'll never find out, or maybe they'll release it at some point. I don't know. I mean, um, I think we talked about Phoenix Jones, the the real life superhero, mm, the guy. Oh, yeah. He reveals himself, takes off his mask, and his hair is poof. <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> that is real superpower. Yeah, he does not have have mask hair, which you know I would say, how does Spider Man have his perfect Stefano Caselli hair when he's wearing a mask? And apparently, it is possible. <laughs> so uh, he was charged with like. Assault or something like that. Um, people came out of a club and you, you they thought know, they were fighting. So you he tear gas. And so, yeah, oh, um, great. So he and then, then then he had to go to court and he reveals his identity. You know, he's like, I'm still going to go on the streets. I'm still going to be a hero and all this stuff like that. Well, um, he got fired from his job. Oh, that's tough. that's weird. He was a a teacher of disabled and autistic children. That's he, worse. he was there for five years and. He's been banned from working with children or vulnerable adults. What the what? It was like the public health and state or something, you know, who employed him. And the guy's not a sex criminal. What the heck? I don't know. Maybe he's he's a, a menace. Maybe, or maybe <laughs> according to the I Daily mean, Bugle. But, but who reads that rag? It could be because he he was he if he was charged. I don't know what 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 the result of his his court appearance was. So maybe if he has a, a charge against him, they're like, well, you can't work with kids now because I you guess. have a criminal record right. or something like that. But. It's like here's a guy trying to do good things. You know, he's already been doing good things, working with you know kids at yeah. risk or whatever, and he's trying to help keep the streets clean. Messed up. So I don't know. Maybe he needs like sponsorship or something. They'll probably get a reality show. Yeah, bodyguard <laughs> or something. I don't know. Um, there's I haven't seen an official announcement. I don't know if Marvel posted anything on their website, but Marvel is going. Day and date digital. I hate day and date that expression. So <laughs> it's redundant. Um, yeah. So in March 2012, every comic is going to be available physically in stores and well, new issues physically in stores and digitally as well. I had a friend link me to this because I just opened a comic book store. Mm. So how, how do you feel about the this thing? I feel fine about it. Um, you know, people. I've actually gotten a couple of customers come in and ask what I think about that. Oh, so the store is up and running. Yes, rest? it is. We are open for business. Oh, Three twenty West Portal, San Francisco, California. Wait, West Portal? Yeah. Like West Portal, West Portal? Yeah, West Portal oh, Avenue. Shit, that's so close to where I live. Well, come language on down. norms. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I, 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 uh, come on down. Open seven which, days a week. Uh, did you guys take over the spot where the um, board game store? Board game store. Oh, mm-hmm. exactly. I love that board game store. I know exactly where it is. I can All right. I probably bike. Stop on in. I will bike and stop by there on Sunday because that's on my bike route. I'll probably be there. On the city. Um, yeah, bike route. Yeah. It's uh, 320 West Portal Avenue. Um, but yeah. we. Um, it's right off the uh, the M 
The L, the K, L and no, the, not the L, but well, well L stops kind of. It's like of three blocks from M the L. M and the K. Yep. You know, I have no idea where West Portal is. I never a lot of people don't heard of West actually. Portal before. Yeah. I have no idea what part yep. of the city. It's it's, it's a really weird good location. It's actually kind of like that. It's like this sort of little pocket of, of oh, really oh, nice oh. restaurants, really nice cafes. Mm-hmm. So where is it at? Like what? I, I know we're nineteen. I know Golden Gate. Where, where is it at? Do you, have you ever read, uh, ridden like a Muni train, like the K L or M? Just it's, from, it's from, kind from of by nineteenth to... slope, but further up slope. Yeah, I don't know where Slot is. Okay, Unipero. It's kind of I, off of Unipero. I don't know. Unipero. <laughs> Tony, you're not giving us a lot to work with. I here. feel bad when I'm walking down the streets to get lunch. Someone's like, "Do you know where this?" Or I was Tola? like, "I only know like this this three block <laughs> path." It's from, nowhere near from, downtown. From the, from the office yeah. to the gym yeah. to the yeah. Perry Building. Not too many comic book stores in that area. Nope. Uh, I mean, Comics it, Outpost is kind of nearby. It but, is uh, on Ocean, but um, that, that yeah. was my other go-to place. But this is even closer. So yes. yeah, anyway, yeah. What's the name of store? Two Cats Comic Book Store. Two Cats. Uh, but yeah, we have uh, there? no. Sadly, uh, I'm actually allergic to cats. Hilariously enough, but uh, we've gotten a lot of questions about that, and we we're not like that concerned. Like it's kind of like you yeah, know, people are they want the yeah the ebooks are out there. So and you know, can I talk th- to you about getting figures? Yeah, well, we have Ooh, toys. We have I toys. Like, we have collectibles. Like we we are branching out, but we are uh, yeah. Mm. <laughs> mm. Um, what was I gonna say? So so like like Comicsology had had a thing where stores can sell digitally. Yeah, we are absolutely looking into that. Um, so, I mean, yeah, like, that's the other thing. Like, we are integrating. It's kind of like how the big chain bookstores are falling, but that's, A, not because of, like, digital bookstores uh, or, or digital books. That is because of whole other scenarios that I'm not sure I can talk about because I used to work for one of those big chain stores. But, um, yeah, but, like, you see, independent bookstores are still doing just fine. And part mm-hmm. of it is also just the experience. Like, people want to walk into a store. Yep, they want to check store. stuff out. Yeah. So. My understanding with the digital stuff is, you know, then you have to worry about like having a paying for a server and having right. security, and so it's yeah, like, it's, it's like, it's is it really worth it? You know, do you want to pay all that, and like, how much of a profit are you going to make? Off and yeah, that? I mean, digital comics aren't catching on super fast, which yeah. is neither here nor there. But because I, I believe it was Comics Outpost, uh, the owner, he was not happy about Avenging Spider-Man number one because mm-hmm. it was like after it was solicited, then Marvel's like, by the way, Avenging Spider-Man number one is going to have a code for a free digital comic like like dc is doing it where you pay an extra dollars like right. justice league is 399 you pay 499 you get the comic and you get a code so you can buy it you can get both which is cool I, but what marvel's doing is they're doing you buy the physical copy you get the digital for free that is awesome that's how it should yeah. be but his he was from what my understanding is he wasn't happy because there was no prior warning and it's almost like marvel saying hey kids here's the digital stuff you're going to like this, right. and then you're going to stop buying the physical comics. But if it's a good enough story, you're not, because you, yeah. you like the experience. Like, you I, like and, the people and, who work there. You like still, chatting them, with, yeah. you know, chatting them up. <laughs> I, I still think, you know, maybe some point comics, physical comics are going to go away, but... It's going to take just, at least yeah, 20 years. It's like, gonna, it's going to take another generation of people who weren't raised reading the physical mm-hmm. thing in their hands. And there's also, it's like, it's a lot of kids... You know how many kids have an iPad or something that you know right. can actually? It seems like a lot because we work on the internet, but it's not that much. <laughs> yeah, I don't have an iPad. I yeah, mean, I, I would love either. to read comics digitally, but I don't I, even have I a got smartphone. On my, on my phone, <laughs> my phone is actually incredibly dumb. <laughs> um, I have been um, checking out. I, there's a digital comic, um, Arkham Unhinged. Hmm. So it's it's based off the video game, mm-hmm. and right. Derek Verdals is is writing it. Hmm. Um, uh, I think the first couple issues are based off like Paul Dini's notes, and then he's going to have like free reign. So I, the third issue, it's like I think it's weekly, 
And um, the third issue came out this week, I'm pretty sure. And the first two kind of deals with, with Catwoman and Two-Face. There's like some of that. So it's, it's kind of neat because it's, it's in a, the, the, the video game universe. I was going to say, if Arkham City has one flaw, it is that that game starts and mm-hmm. then it never yeah, explains so, so, to you So we're happened. getting some of that. Because <laughs> there, there was the, the five-issue miniseries by Paul Dini. Yep. Yeah. I that was okay. I, yeah, but I, I mean, really and you shouldn't this. be required to read that stuff. That yeah, should be I mean, optional. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> but Arkham and Hinge, it's it has a better maybe because it's not setting all that up and it, it's it's right there. So I, I kind of I well, I mean, you it. get the Arkham City stories that you unlock throughout the game, but that's kind of arbitrary. Like I unlocked the Joker story three of three before I unlocked either of the first two, so I knew how his Arkham City story ended before I knew how it began. Speaking of Arkham, have uh, you and, started? And I love to. Have you started it yet, Norm? I've watched my housemate play. Oh, because you're waiting for PC. Yeah. Um, Corey, have you gotten a Nightwing? Um, no, that's right. I got Uncharted 3 instead, which <sighs> I really love. I <laughs> had every intention Tuesday of sitting in front of my Xbox. Actually, I'm having <laughs> trouble with PSN. I do not like buying stuff on PSN. <laughs> How come? <laughs> um, I, okay, I, I finally committed to a year of, of Xbox Live. Wow, 80 bucks, mm-hmm. 70 bucks? 60 bucks. 60 bucks okay. They give yeah. you a discount, yeah. They raise the price, but only nominally, because they will like, get, have any excuse to give you a discount. Because yeah. I, I got the first month free, and it was about to expire. You're like, how about another month for a dollar? I'm like, okay. And then it, I was like, it was about to expire. So, And it, it, first, it was like an automatic renewal. It was like yeah. month to month. Yep. It was like nine ninety nine. It's like, psh, and it was like 60 bucks for a year. So I was like... Hey wife, um, I'm about to pay sixty bucks for Xbox Live. What do we need that for? Uh, to watch Netflix and so I can play video games. I actually really like watching Netflix on on both my Xbox and my PlayStation. I like so it on Xbox that. more. Yeah, I had PlayStation problems, but I resolved that. Like mm. the update messed up the PlayStation's customer service is bunk. Mm. <laughs> so yeah, like, I called. Central too, I basically couldn't put my credit card into my PSN. It would not let me update. It kept saying I had invalid information, even though I was copying it from my bank statement at one point. Oh, yeah. So I called their customer service rep, and his response is, "Oh, you can go out to a store and buy a PSN card." It's <laughs> like great. That's super helpful. Yeah, very convenient. <laughs> so I did not get Nightwing yet. Yeah. And I'm just like, uh... I mean, is it just... I haven't actually been keeping up with it. Is it just a bunch of, like, more challenge maps and you get to use Nightwing? Like, how differently does he play? He plays... <laughs> he plays I saw the trailer. Yeah, yeah, so okay. If you see the trailer, yeah. I, I haven't played him. And unfortunately, I really But, I mean, is it, like, it. more different than Catwoman and Batman? Because I actually think they're more different than people give that credit for. Yeah, well, they are different, but... I mean, She's got a different rhythm. Like, yeah, but but Nightwing from the trailer, I mean, there's more acrobatics involved and you got your scrimma sticks with right. the electricity. So. But he can't... I mean, they can, I can't, can climb places Batman can't. Yeah, but I mean, that's more of a gameplay thing. I'm more talking about like the combat. Okay. Because like um, I haven't played as Robin yet, even though I have him. But I, I've seen some. I don't even know how to unlock Robin. Because <laughs> yeah, I, I would. Um, you are gonna have to pay for him. Oh, are you? Yeah. A pre-order bonus. If, if, oh, what if, the if, f? If you pre-ordered from Best Buy, you got a code for free. Oh, okay. So that's why. So I got my my gotcha. Arkham at, at Best Buy. I but my roommate's I, I, because he hates Robin. So I believe later <laughs> this month you can also get Robin for seven bucks, six ninety nine. If, That's if you not want terrible. to, yeah. So I have that, but I haven't. I'm actually really it. liking the challenge rooms. So, and you know, he's he's got his his bow staff, and oh, yeah. he, so he's actually the thing with with Robin is he's he's like bigger. He's he's kind of he's, he's Tim Drake, but it's not Tim Drake. He's he's bulkier. He almost. I mean, you want to you don't want to have to have a bunch of new like enemy animations just so they can right. hit him. Yeah. Like you kind of need to make him yeah. a little bit bigger so that their punches actually land. Because because Nightwing looks, you know, he's slimmer. You know, he's yeah. he's more agile. But this the Robin, I mean, is, if that's Tim Drake, he, I mean, Robin briefly up. shows up. 
Yeah. Like in Arkham Don't City. Spo- oh, I'm not spoiling anything. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, so there, there's <laughs> that. Um, I just, I have no time to play. I need to take, I mean, I should t- just take some days. I mean, I'll take next week off. Sarah took this week off. I'm going to take next week off. Veterans Day off. Just play right. all day. Yeah, but the thing is, my, my wife and kid have the day off, too. So. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I can't just... By the way, why don't you guys go out? I, I hardly see you as it is. I'm going to just play video games. Yeah. Every now and again, I have to have those bachelor days where I just like get some cheap food and uh-huh. <laughs> usually some cheap booze and um, just play video games all night. <laughs> like my wife's visiting her mother or something. <laughs> what do you guys think Walking Dead? I've still I've seen only episode one and two. I'm, yeah, I'm one episode behind. Out. I'm actually keeping Always. up more, than, more through Screen than anything else. <laughs> screen, there's articles on Comic Vine. Is there? Corey, of course it? there is. Jesus, Corey. <laughs> I, li- I like the second episode. <sighs> I listened to their podcast. What can I say? I liked, I liked the first episode. I thought it was a little long. I liked the second episode, too. <laughs> yeah, so, um, yeah, so Matt Elfring in Fairy Ego has been doing the, the spoilers recaps for that. He's see, not going to do it this week. See, and that's the thing I don't want to read because that's more spoilery. <laughs> so um, I will be, I guess, doing it this week maybe. So we'll see. What would you think? I, I, I like it. It's 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 um more it's closer to the book that in this form than it is in this season than it was last season. Yeah, I, you know. But the thing is with the book, I can we talk about who gets shot? No, 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 no. You read the book? I, it's I, been I, years. <laughs> I totally forgot that that oh, yeah, person okay. got got yes, shot. Yes. And, and I'll tell you, we're talking about the first one, right? First, yeah. For, in the yes. within the first like yeah. six issues, yes. it's been a, well, yeah, it's but almost I a totally decade. Totally forgot. So w- yeah. when when that happened, the first ish or first episode of the season, I was like, holy crap. I was like, they're totally going different. And I'm like, wait a minute. No, that no, did happen. Not. It's the same thing. There's a deer. And... Oh, we're talking about someone completely different then. In the book. Anyway. In the book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, because no, no, the that, person that, who I was I thinking blah, 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 blah. All right. So it's, it's good. I like it. Um, and it, it's nice seeing, you know, we're at Herschel's farm and, you know, mm-hmm. seeing mm-hmm. what's going to happen. And, and Shane. People, <laughs> people don't like Shane. Maggie's a hottie. Well, he's yeah. dastardly. So, so it's, it's I'm enjoying it. And we got 13 episodes, right? So. Three down, ten more to uh, go. That's weird to think, because in my head, it's six episodes. I'm like, yeah. yeah. Just get ready for some filler, yeah. probably at some point. Um, X-Men First Class, their talk sequel. Um, Simon Kinberg's been hired to write the script. So he also did Mr. and Mrs. Smith, Sherlock Holmes, hmm. and unfortunately, X-Men Last Stand. Ooh. So they're saying... Um, well, didn't that th- thing have like ten screenwriters? Yeah, oh, and then like a bunch of different directors. Yeah, and like five directors. Like that. So yeah, the movie he, hopefully he did the good parts. Or yeah. I, don't know. Um, well, I like those... Well, I haven't seen Mr. and Mrs. Smith, but I didn't hate Sherlock Holmes. I really like Mr. and Mrs. Smith. I thought they were both okay movies. I've heard the writing is sharp, at least, in Mr. and Mrs. Smith. I only saw it in theaters, so I don't remember it. But sharp tongue. There's Care some nice... What's wrong with that? <laughs> no, no, no. Um, and I think they're... They're, obviously, they're not revealing anything, but what they've been saying is the sequel will probably be set in the 70s, and then <laughs> maybe the third one will be in the 80s. And I still can't get over Professor Xavier using the word groovy. <laughs> yeah. Well, he was drunk at the time. <laughs> yeah, but it was funny. I'm saying it's good. Yeah. It, it was uh, a good thing. When does James McAvoy shave his head? I don't know. He's, they um, made like two different jokes about it in that movie. <laughs> yeah. So we'll see. I mean, if it's another 10 years go by at least, so we'll, we'll find out what happens. Yeah. Uh, that was a weird thing, is because that he doesn't he wasn't bald to begin with. So it's like you mm. need a whole new explanation now that why as an adult unless he just naturally goes bald. Yeah, he uh, could just go bald. <laughs> um, supposedly, Tim Burton had someone else in mind originally before Michael Keaton to play Batman. You guys hear about this? No. no. Who was it? Ray Liotta. Wow. According, <laughs> according to Ray Liotta, he said that he was considered. I don't know if he was a first choice. That would have been unusual. Very weird. 
I mean, to be fair, Michael Keaton was a weird choice at the time. Yeah. yeah. And Ray Liotta can be intense yeah. sometimes. <laughs> yeah. But I don't think he can be Batman. That's weird. No. So it's like always that what if. You we know, had a conversation earlier this universe. week, speaking of Batman and casting, they need to make a Dark Knight Returns movie before Clint Eastwood gets too old. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and speaking of Dark Knight Rises, there's going to be a full trailer on Sherlock Holmes. Probably. Not only full gasp. trailer Sherlock Holmes, but also the prologue uh, with Mission Impossible um, for Invisible Ghost. Double r- gasp. Ghost, Ghost Protocol. Ghost Protocol. IMAX. Just like with I Am Legend, that's why people want to see, uh, some people want to see I Am Legend. Yeah. Now, IMAX. okay, so this, this prelude, is it... Prologue. Prologue. It's completely different from the movie, right? That's what I believe I heard. I am not sure. See, I've, I've heard... I Am Legend, it was the bank scene. Yeah, so that, I think I don't know if we had that, that talk. Whereas, like the first whatever minutes of yeah, the movie, yeah, eight minutes, or is it going to be something totally different? Like maybe it's going to be Bane breaking out of you know the, the prison he's at, I or hope, setting something up. I actually hope setting it's, everyone free from Arkham. I hope it's part of the movie. I don't hope it's something spot, unique because when when it's stuff that's they shoot separately, it's usually they don't think about it as much and put as much effort into it. And then after the fact, when you watch the movie as a whole, like where does this piece fit in? Which, if it's something before, like like let's say if it's Bane breaking everyone out of Arkham, and right, then the I, movie I want... starts, they're already crawling on the streets. That, but that's kind of already the way that that universe is. Like we had the Arkham breakout in the first movie, and they yeah. haven't even fully contained it yet. Well, we're not talking about plot points. We're talking right. about yeah. something like production. That. Right. Where would this prologue fit in in terms of uh, the movie as a whole? Anyway, I don't know. So we'll see. I don't know if I'm going to see that Ghost Protocol. I'll watch it. Totally watch it. I can't a, hear that without cannabis. thinking of Alpha Protocol. Yeah. <laughs> uh, DC Universe Online is now free to play. Woohoo. I still have not opened my copy. I might actually play it. <laughs> I don't know. I'm considering it. Considering I, I don't have time to play Arkham City, I'm sure I'm not gonna, Well, play you can apparently hit the level cap in like a weekend. Oh. Like it is a quick. And like not even like a weekend of like super dedicated marathon play. Like a weekend of just like playing at eight hours total. Apparently you can hit the level cap. Um, Thursday... Marvel released information on the Brubaker series coming. The Red Star, we talked a little bit. Yes. There's going to be a Winter Soldier series. <gasps> which is ongoing. Awesome. Ongoing. Yeah, I think I'm pretty, yeah, they said it's ongoing. It's yep. going to be written by Ed Brubaker, drawn by Butch Grace, colored yep. by Betty Brett. Oh. Same creative team as Metal. Awesome. 7.9. So metal. So basically, it's the story of Bucky from, again, Captain America 619. He's Going after he's gonna be, he's working from the shadows. There's only I think it's only Cap, Nick, and Natasha no, are the only alive. ones that know yeah. he's alive. So he's gonna be going after these other people and doing all stuff. So it's hopefully gonna be a lot of badass oh, yeah. action. Yeah, probably espionage. will be. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think what what Sleeper Baker said. I think um, I think he, he wanted to do it like a little. I, th- I think he made reference like Splinter Cell or cool. something. <laughs> you know, like in comics, that's like what he wanted to do. And so he's obviously he he's a fan. Triple of Bucky. night vision goggles confirmed. So um, I can't wait for that. That's going to be really cool. Um, what I did right before our podcast, I put on Twitter. I said, hey, how about you guys ask us some questions? User questions? Yeah, so, <laughs> so I know Norm wants to leave. So quick questions. Now, we don't have all the answers. Some of these are like I'm not, I don't work for Marvel, so I can't answer these. Okay. First one um, is from Dallas LDS. These are Twitter names. With Chamber following Husk to Westchester, what do you expect as for a rekindling of that relationship? They used to be together, but now, like, do you think they'll get back together? Because Paige is like, she's going through some power issues where she's like <laughs> flaking, you know, everywhere. And also, mean teacher. 
Well, <laughs> no, she's not mean. She's the kids were not respectful. So she's like, Wah! and then she like turns into this weird thing. It's like it wasn't good for the school's l- image. Little punks. <laughs> well, whatever. I mean, neither is danger room in the toilet. <laughs> I think uh, with B characters like that, they they'll pair them up with whoever's convenient. Yeah, because I I don't I think I'm whatever happened with Paige and and Angel with Warren. It's like, when did they break up? Because I always thought that was a weird relationship to begin with. Mm. It's like, isn't she a little too young for him? Mm. But maybe uh-huh. she wasn't. So it's like, I don't remember them Comic books have a up. history of not answering that question well. Yeah, so I'm sure it's happened somewhere, and I just maybe just missed that. So, so yeah, um, it, they have to address it at some point. I mean, they were together for a while, and it, it'll be interesting to see. You know, Is it going to be awkward? Or are they going to be chummy? Or are they moving on? And It'll probably I, be awkward. It's always I, more fun when it's awkward. I was surprised that they brought Husk back because, like, oh, and they also mentioned Lifeguard. Yep. You know, it's like, you know, it's Extreme X Men. It's like, <laughs> like, wow, I thought that character didn't exist anymore. Um, Jordan Bynes asks, "How did you all get into writing about comics?" <laughs> uh, well, my story is fairly simple. I interned for Whiskey Media, and, and said, uh, "Hey, write an article." Yeah, and then, read comics, then yeah. write about comics. Yeah. yeah. I was actually the only intern who read comics, so they, when they wanted someone to write articles, it was like, well. <laughs> um, and my, my, the long version of my story is on my, my Vine page in the About Me. Um, basically, um, me, Ethan, and Dave started Comic Vine. I was in charge. They did all the coding stuff. I was in charge of the content because I was the only one that had still – we all love comics. I was the only one still reading so it just started I didn't that. Know Dave read, read comics. Yeah, he, he oh. yeah he he's in, he knows a, a lot about comics. Awesome. Um, so then I was doing that while I was teaching high school math, and then Whiskey Media formed after. See, I don't think a lot of people realize that Comic Vine predates Whiskey Media. So I yeah. Um, so then we became part of Whiskey Media, and then or we were the only website, and then Giant Bomb, and then everything else came from there. And then I quit teaching, started doing this full time, and that's how I started writing. Cool. And in Sarah's story, she's not here. Um, she was a user on the site, and she showed a passion for comics. She went to New York Comic Con. She's like, I'm going to do some video interviews, you know, blah, blah, blah. So she filmed it with her sister, and then we put, put the videos up, and then she became moderator, and then she became staff, and <laughs> then she's writing. Yeah. Um, do you think this – is, this question is from Davey0520. Um, I think this is his username on the site, too. Um, do you think Jeff Lemire is doing to Animal Man what Alan Moore did to Swamp Thing during his run? Animal Man is is, is a great comic. It, it is. is. Alan I, I Moore, I, mean, it's, I think it's too early to say. I think Grant Morrison Yeah, did exactly. Or he did that. Yeah. <laughs> Animal Man's already been an unconventional kind of meta comic character. So I think, if nothing else, it's more following in those footsteps, yeah. which is fine. Those yes. are perfectly good footsteps to follow, and there's yeah. nothing wrong with that. But it's it's definitely, I mean, because you know when we saw Animal Man during like was 52 or yeah. you know all that or the countdown. I think it was countdown. Countdown. Oof. Yeah. Because and then see what a lot of people don't realize like during countdown, like when Starfire was living there, it's like she was laying out by the pool naked, and you know <laughs> there's like stuff like that. So people don't realize you know that she was not as bashful, and then you know. Red Hood, people are like, what's going on? But it's like she was always kind of... Who gave up their eye? Who what? Who gave up their eye in the countdown stuff? Cause it was I think it was Animal Man. Animal Man, yeah, that's what I thought. And then at the end of that, he got his family back. Hooray. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, Buddy. But, but Animal Man's really good. Yeah, it's really good. I can't wait for the Swamp Thing crossover. Okay, the next question is from Keith Moon 316 
Kirkman has had many different projects out lately, but they all seem to be lacking. Is his, an, is his over-involvement hurting his work? I would disagree that they're lacking. Uh, I think Walking um, Dead is still great. I think but there's, what was that? what's the great. one he was doing with Rob Liefeld? Infinite or something? Oh, like that? I yeah. haven't even seen that. Uh, I don't even um, think it's out yet. No, I'm pretty sure. Like, I think the first issue is out. Really? I think it came out in San Diego. There was like, some hmm. special edition. That came right, because a guy, had, I remember jumping through windows, people like, oh, yeah. Um, the, the premise to me, it was I like mean, six million dollar man kind of thing. Like, and there's like armored suits or something yeah. like that. It's like it, 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 the premise didn't seem. That. And then he has Super Dinosaur, which is like trying to be a book for kids. And I got the first issue. Um, I try to think. Of my I think my daughter read it, and it, it was it was okay. It, the kid was a little annoying. It was almost a little too much. Like you know, smarty smarty kid. He'd always been working on a ton of projects. Now he's just focused on his creator own stuff. Yeah. No longer run for Marvel. I mean, yeah, and Walking Dead and Invincible are still awesome. Yeah, um, exactly. I liked Astounding Wolfman. Mm-hmm. I thought it ended a little Rip. prematurely, but I, I only read a few issues of that. Yeah. So, um, and Andre Canty asks, I have no idea about this question. What's the status on Marvel Man slash Miracle Man? I, I, don't I have no idea. I, it. There's yeah. nothing. Legal. Don't, don't ask the question that we know the yeah, answers uh, to, Tony. It was all the legal stuff. Legal. Um, yeah. And here's the other thing: craziness. Will there ever be a Black Panther or Luke Cage movie? Um, I don't work for Marvel Probably. Entertainment. Yeah, yeah most likely. <laughs> Probably two separate movies. Yeah. Yeah. Been talking about them for a long time. Wesley Snipes has wanted to do a Black Panther movie for a long time. 50 He's Cent has old. wanted to do a <laughs> Luke Cage movie for He's a long time. He's too untalented. Uh, <laughs> I actually like the Old Spice Guys uh, trailer. He made a Luke Cage yeah. trailer like, with yeah. some of his buddies, and it was really, th- really good. I don't think he would be a good Luke Cage. I didn't think so either, and then I saw that trailer, and I was like, you know what? Give him a shot. He's super charming in those commercials. He's so charming. Maybe he's got some yeah. chops, you know? Old Luke Cage, not the... I'd like him better than Jamie Foxx. Oh, I'll yeah. say that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Riot Bananas, who is a user on Giant Bomb, that kind of thing, he asked, have you ever read the Left for Dead comic? Oh, uh, I didn't even know there was one. <laughs> no. Here's, here's... Okay, this is kind of like an inside joke. This guy, he is, like, obsessed with this apparent Left for Dead comic. And I think you can read it online. Okay. If, oh, who is it, like yeah, Val, it's a, Valve? Yeah, Valve did, did release a and, web comic. And so that's the thing. It's like, yeah. what? There's a Left for Dead comic? What's that? And so he asked that question. And so apparently none of us have yep. read it, even though you can read it online. It's like, Sorry, Riot. what? There's a Left for Dead comic? <laughs> I, I, I don't know if he gets any royalties off of it or something. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so. He's, no, but he's obsessed with that. It's like the greatest thing. I think he likes it more than sex. <laughs> oh wow! Now you're talking mess about our user. No, base. I'm saying that because I don't know if he's listening, and I'm, I'm that's that's the way I talk to him. Let's see. We'll find out. <laughs> right, bananas. Um, re player, re underscore player asks, DC or yeah, they're a user. I've seen them bouncing around. DC beat Marvel in October in October terms of sales. Do you think this will last or at least close the gap they had before? I think DC. I think I saw Jerry before. It was like they had fifty-one percent of, of it. So what, I don't know if it was that much, and I don't know how much Marvel had, and then everyone else. So um, the big thing, you know, New Fifty Two. I think it was. It's you can say it's successful. We're Absolutely. going into the third month. Is that gonna gonna stick? I think sales are are. Still I think consistent. it depends. Like Marvel needs to come out. Well, Marvel actually doesn't need to come out. Marvel needs to give the event books a rest, like because I think people are kind of burned out on them. But but they're not; they're still buying them. And and so, w- as far as the event books, it, it's like Spider Island. Was that an event? That was. I mean, I it would wasn't say no event. because that was just Spider Man. That wasn't. Nah, cross- but you well, had a million up. million crossovers or miniseries. See, in other characters showed up, but most of those characters were pretty intimately Correct. tied to Spider Man. It, it was a Spider Man event. Yeah. 
and that's it the was thing. a big arc. You have yeah. family event, like Schism. That, well, that like that's those. an event, but that was mainly the miniseries. But like it. Fear itself is everyone, and it's everyone on the front lines. Like I get that the Avengers showed up for but Spider. spider Island, yeah, there is everyone there. Captain America turned into a giant spider. When like, did that happen? In a different series, yeah. But like, but that's what I'm saying. Like other people can appear, but like so, like you would not compare Spider Island to Civil War or like Spider Island to Fear itself or Secret Invasion. I know. Um, I. I I don't. I, I. I'm curious what DC's sales are going to be like in the next few months. You know, mm-hmm. how many people? Because you know, some people could have like pre-ordered all these books. So it's like, are sales going to continue? Are mm-hmm. people happy? Are we going to see books getting canceled? Yeah, how many books you read in a new series, even as a revamp, until you stop? Until yeah. you decide, yeah. it's not going to. And, and there are some really good books I would not have read, but because of the reboot, I, I'm now reading. Yeah. So, um, so we'll see. It's kind of difficult to say. <laughs> um, but I mean, people are talking, so. It, I think it's successful in that terms where people are not paying attention. It's like, oh, you know, I'm going to check this out. And it's almost like Marvel is trying to, you know. Yeah, they're releasing a lot of origin. Uncanny X Men number one. Yeah. You know, we got, you know, these, they're not necessarily relaunches, but they're, they're doing that. You know, day and date digital. So. It kind of comes off as desperate, and it's not, it does not suit Marvel. Like, yeah. Marvel's done really well. Yeah, there's no reason for Uncanny X Men number one. It should just have yeah. been 545 or whatever. That was whatever. ridiculous. So, um,. But, I mean, I think, if anything, if, if they do close that gap, that's great, because hopefully then Marvel's going to say, we need to step things up. Yeah. I mean, that's what competition is good, because if, if, if Marvel is reigning supreme, and I love Marvel books, if, but if they're at the top, then they can just say, eh, you know, we're, we're here, we just put this out, put this out, and yeah. 18 X-Men books, 24 no, Avengers books. No, 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 They're not competing against DC. They're competing against people not reading comic books anymore. But they're still, they are competing against, because if DC yes start, no. <laughs> starts gaining more readership... You know, and Marvel sales start going out. They need to put I think out if better they, product. If they, if they put out both, put out great books, then everyone wins. Yeah, it's not absolutely. Like make but one they, or the other. they, and if they, they have been putting out great books before, and you know, DC has been putting out a lot of great books before. People weren't reading them. New Fifty Two has brought it's in. All, it's it's interesting. Also. I think Marvel's like small books have gotten better, and their big books have gotten like worse. Like their event books. Like Fear itself was no Civil War. Fear itself wasn't even Secret Invasion. Like. It, and Dark Reign, I actually think, was really, really good. It was cool to see the status quo shaken up where villains were in charge, but not like in an apocalyptic way. Because that's what I always don't like, is that villains take control and everything goes to crap. Well, it was like the authority when the whole arc of it was right. a evil authority. Right. And like, yeah, the world was still kind of okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay, this next one is I really from... like that arc. <laughs> from, how do you say T-E-H? 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 underscore stat. After reading Spider Island, where does Dan Slott rank to you guys as an amazing Spider-Man writer? I think he's amazing. He's really up. He's up. He's up there. Rank. <laughs> I don't think his. I don't think his stuff is as good as Trzinski's run. Norman Osborn, Gwen Stacy. run had yeah a few missteps. I love Trzinski's run. I, I loved it Norman overall. Osborn. Gabriel and Sarah Stacy. I. Stand by in terms of like it had Mary Jane stuff, even like yeah. Mary Jane Peter Parker relationship. I think it had some of the greatest stuff. It like, had, really it stuff. had really like I love the whole totemic thing. Oh, yeah. I loved introducing an element of mysticism I in like Spider Man. I but see, because he still kept his sciencey roots, it wasn't like Spider Man became a shaman, he was still a scientist. Yeah, I, 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 I it was the that. mythos of I would say, yeah, Dan Slott is still ranks beneath Straczynski, but he's, he's getting there. Like, and part of it, I mean, the thing is, I mean, he's done a lot. He's been doing this for a while now, yeah. and, and it's like he's, yeah, he may not be at the tippy top, but he's, he's getting there just for his ambition and his consistency, and, I mean, he's cranking them out. I mean, yeah. it's, it's, 
when when it, it started the three times a month, I mean, you had a team of writers who were, were doing arcs. They were rotate the writers. Now it's just him. So, uh, and he's doing really well. Don't get me wrong. He's, yeah. I love his his work. And, and he writes and a very. He's getting Spider-Man. very comfortable. And yeah. he's he's updated. Love I mean, he's character. taking risks. Like you know, Spider Man getting a job. Yeah. You know, being success, successful. And yeah. you know, there's he's he's changing a lot while not completely changing the character. Spider Island was definitely a challenge for him yeah. as a writer. It was a very bold thing, much more than Big Time. I don't even remember the Big one Time. right before where he got, he had to, everything's going so well for there him. You evolve. Yeah, yeah I do exactly. Um, how do you think this next one's from Rolando ninety one? How do you think Batwing is holding up against established characters in the DCU? I actually, kind of talked about that earlier. I love yeah. him. I think yeah, he's doing great. I'm, I'm on the fence. I'm. I think as a character, he's doing really well. I think that he, the tone and tenor of the book, as I said before, is different enough. He's he's not like one of my my favorite you know characters now. I, I would say but he's he's getting there. I don't know. Um, we have three more. S Esposito seven. I want to know what you guys think about the increasing trend of exclusive contracts given to creators lately. Is it helping or hurting the industry? Are there any creators that you'd love to see do a character or book from a company that are con- contractually prohibited from doing so. I'd love mm, to see Straczynski return to Marvel. <laughs> I think, it, I mean, they're, they're great for, I mean, they're, they're both good and bad. I mean, it, it's, it's good for the writers, it's good for the company, but then, yeah, it does suck when, you know, you want to see, you know, you love to see this, you know, this so-and-so, like I, Grant I Morrison like, doing something at Marvel again. It's like, yeah. You know, yeah, I would love to see that, yeah, actually. So it's, it's, I don't know if I could see Bendis writing any DC books. No. I, I would be interested in a take on whether you find the right character that would fit. I mean, obviously not a, not a Batman or Superman. Green Arrow, I think Bendis could do really well with. Yeah, like in a <laughs> Scarlet type of way. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. Like a like a Bendis Malieve Green Arrow book. Yeah, would be really cool. Um, but I don't, I, mean, I don't think it hurts the industry because I mean, you get people like Bendis who like want, see because once a writer is exclusive, they can start to like really focus on what is this company's strengths mm-hmm. and then really yeah. play to that instead of like sort of having to be a jack of all trades, master of none. I don't know. I mean, yeah, it, it's... Thanos, it's, it's I, I would also love to see Grant Morrison return to Marvel. I would love to see what he could do. <laughs> um, next is from Walking Carpet. Corey's Guilty Pleasure comics <laughs> are Mark Miller books. Yes. I, I like Mark Miller books, too. So, But I, I really like them. <laughs> oh, Mark Miller. Again, I wouldn't want him to see him go back to DC and doing DC books. <laughs> no interest. So Walking Carpet's... Um, guilty pleasures are Frank Miller books. He Oof. loved All Star Batman. Oh. Wow. Um, what are yours? No, so, they, well, they know mine, so I will sit back for this one. I don't know if I. I can't think of what my guilty pleasure. I mean, I, I think I'm. I'm out there with what I like and what I don't like. I think I read. I, I could call Mark Miller books guilty pleasure because I read them, but I don't necessarily enjoy. It's like you everything. enjoy them in spite of themselves. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. Kick Ass is so over the top, but yeah, but I'll yeah. read it. Um, I, I'm trying to. I don't know. I, I can't think of anything like that. I, I'd feel bad that I'm enjoying, yeah, or, exactly. or that I wouldn't want to admit. It's like, oh yeah, I'm, I'm liking this. It's like, I, I I don't know. I mean, I Jim Balin books. I don't. Really <laughs> oh God, <laughs> there's a guilty pleasure. Yeah, so sorry, walking any pleasure. I can't. I, I can't think of anything. Um, last one is from Dyingster. Any quick thoughts on what's happening in Ultimate Spider-Man? Like, dislike, no love shown in the last couple podcasts. 
I was oh. not here last really? podcast. So I don't think the issues come out no. in the last couple of podcasts. Totally I think we, we've talked about it. Yeah. We, we talked about Sarah Pacelli before yeah. and the art that she's doing. And Absolutely adore it. Yeah. And if so, we haven't been talking about it, it's because a new issue hasn't come out in a yeah. while. Yeah, I mean, and so far, aside from like backstory for the character, which has been awesome in yeah. terms of supporting cast and you know where this kid's at, um, the first three issues have been all setting up to like where it's origin yeah. story, and also it's spoiler where it is in the Marvel Ultimate Universe chronologically. Yeah, yeah. So we all love it. Yeah, it's great. I, I think I I, I think I, I think I reviewed one and three and gave them both five. I think Sarah reviewed two, probably yeah. gave it a five. I if assume. you if you like superhero comics, read Ultimate Spider Man. Mm-hmm. Like that is mm-hmm. the absolutely the highest recommendation. Oh, and then one last thing I forgot to mention earlier. So that's it for the questions. Thank you guys for for those questions. Um, there was an image at Long Beach Comic Con. Marv Wolfman's reaction to Scott Liddell's <laughs> take on Starfire, and he's trying to choke him. And, <laughs> can find that on comicboy.com. And yes. it's funny, yes. people. It's funny. Yes. And, and <laughs> I'll admit, it was Scott Liddell's like, you need to post this. So he took me off on that. So that is the Comic Mind Podcast for this Woo! week. Um, a little longer than usual. Um, well, I'll be back. Corey will be back next week. Wait, yeah. is it next week? As far as I know. <laughs> what? Next Friday. Oh, are we here? I don't know. Uh-oh. Oh, maybe we'll. Be, I don't know if we'll be back. I'll break into the podcast we'll, room. We'll come back to you whether we're here. Force or not. Vinny to help me set this up. <laughs> we'll have to have to find out. Um, yeah, talk to so, myself for three hours. <laughs> so thanks for listening. Yeah, Corey, I'll have to check out your store. Please do check out Corey's store if you're in. Two Cats Comic Book Store, three twenty West Portal Avenue, West Portal, wherever the heck that's at, <laughs> San Francisco, San, San Francisco, San Francisco. California. Um, and that's it. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you maybe next week. Next time. I don't know. TBD. Next, next time. Yeah, so we'll find out. All right. Bye. Thanks. Love you.